magic is in the air on this episode when we go edit free, discuss our Gen Con adventure, and conjure up a full play review of Mage Wars Academy. Welcome to episode 41. I am Fred. Joining me, as always, is my wife. Nicole. That's right. Now, we're trying something new this week. Now, on this episode, we will present the 545 game, final game of the series recorded entirely with a review to follow. That means no commentary or breaks or trimming. Does that scare you, Nicole? I, we, it's done, so... So, there you so, go. So it doesn't scare you? It doesn't scare me now. Yeah? It may scare me later when people, like, tell us what they think. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, we still plan to have, like, playthrough reviews with our commentary every other episode, and we're going to try to do this uh, do this with limited editing, like this, this f- like, full this playthrough, this new yeah. thing. You know, we're going to try to remove, like, any kind of cursing or dead air. That'll be me. Or anything, anything obnoxious like that. Right. Right. Because dead be air, I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> you know, if it adds emphasis, well, right. not the cursing. We're not going to do that. We're not that. We're not that podcast. Well, it'll emphasize how angry I am. No, we're not doing that. Oh, never mind. We, then we we're not have doing to beep that. It. Okay, we just um, voted just now. So since it's since it's a split decision, you win. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if it's if it's dead air that like you know, like that that has a point, right? That, you know, then what we'll she leave means it. is we'll edit out the Fred air. Yeah, that's right. No, that's not me. No. <laughs> uh, now, this change comes after a year or so of doing episodes. And uh, for a while, we've discussed like doing final four, five for fives this way. And we're just sort of looking, really, what we're doing is looking for a way to lessen the workload a little bit. As the playthrough reviews are the brunt of what we put into each episode, to be quite honest. Uh, because, I mean, we first have to play the game. Right. We, we have to record it, it while we and, play and it. And so this is usually you know usually there's a little bit of the rules teaching in there so it's at least two hours oh yeah like the recording is then nicole takes the recording with her to with herself to work and listens to it on lunch breaks and tries to pick out clips that tell how good the game is or tell stuff about the game or tell the story of the game right what happened during the game or what's funny that kind of stuff right then she then gives me like 20 time-coded clips and I have to load up these 20 clips. I don't want 20 clips, though. I want somewhere around 14. Maximum, 14. Right. So I have to edit from 20 down to 14 at least. And yes, he does cut the funniest jokes sometimes. I cut all the funniest jokes. <laughs> I don't care if anybody laughs. <laughs> so, <clears throat> But I'll cut down the 20 clips down to like 14 or less clips. Right. And... Then and, and when I do that, I have to load up all of these clips have to be loaded onto these buttons on my little instant replay recording device. And they have to be trimmed from two hours down to this like little two minute clip. And every single one of those clips has to be done like that so that it makes sense on where it starts and makes sense where it ends. And then I have to hand write like all these like ins and outs on the back on, on each side of it, bookmarking it or bookending it to try to make sure that it makes sense. Right, so that we can help explain <laughs> what are we doing? Right. 
and then once we start recording, I mean, it's so, so it, it takes me like she'll t- it'll take two hours to record. You'll take at least two hours to edit it. At least if it's a two hour recording, it's going to take me probably two and a half to three hours to edit it because I have to go back and listen and listen right. again. And then I get interrupted and then people come in and then they laugh <laughs> about whatever I'm talking about. And it's right. like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Stop laughing. Right. And now it takes me pretty much one to one to get through this. For some reason, it takes me about two full hours to do 14 clips right. of editing. Okay, so now now we've done a two-hour session together. Now you've done two to three hours of editing. Then I've done two hours of editing. Then we actually record the episode. And whenever you hear that thing go off, I'm doing this. I'm doing it all live. We don't do it post. Right. So I don't I don't like save these clips on my computer and put them in later. We're listening to them while we record, and the conversation's happening live. So there's the, the it keeps the flow of everything going and, and the consistency. And it the same. saves us time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I don't want to do a bunch of editing afterwards. No. So I've got all these buttons, and whenever you hear, like for instance, uh, you'll hear me announce a, a clip, then you'll hear that little clip effect with the with the riffling cards and the dice dropping, and then you hear the 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 actual clip play. I have to actually turn our microphones off with with a push button, press the clip effect wait for exactly the right time, press the actual audio clip, and then get ready because at the end of the audio clip, which I watch a countdown clock, I press the mics back on again. And I have to do that 14 times. Which is technically like the <laughs> least difficult part of the entire process. It's, it's Other than us just talking back and it's forth. It's the easiest to mess up. Like you, like the listeners oh, probably and, don't yeah. realize just how often that I go back and fix those. And I have to say, let's go again. I played the wrong clip. Or whatever, and I actually number them in in our playthrough. I actually have these all these numbered so that I and I can check like check them off as we play them, you know, based on which sound bank they're in, like yeah. row three, number four. Well, and I think <laughs> I mean, we don't want to sound like we're complaining. We're I mean, <laughs> that's not our intent. We're not just just like oh poor us or anything. We're right. choosing to do this. We're trying obviously. to explain why we're doing this. But we we're gonna have to yeah something's got to give a little bit because I got a promotion at work and I haven't been getting my full lunches sometimes, sometimes no lunches at all. Um, Fred's schedule is getting ready to pick up. We're going into fall season, right. which makes it a little crazy. And um, our friends are lives are changing as well. Are right. we allowed to announce this? She's announced it. So Brianna is pregnant. <laughs> so congratulations, Matt and Brianna. <laughs> but once there's a baby involved, it's going to make it a little more difficult, I think, to have them over for a lot of game nights. Um, Skylar and Kat that we heard on the uh, New York 1901, they just had a baby boy. So everybody's got like stuff. Here's something I'd like to just put out there. And no one's going to comment on this, but it's just in my brain. Uh oh. For some reason, Brianna knows the gender of their baby. And she went to announce it to Matt. And she had already told her all her relatives what it is, including you. And uh, she then uh, went to tell Matt. And Matt said, no, I want to be surprised. And it's like, do you know what it is now? Then if I tell you, you'll be surprised. <laughs> right, Matt? <laughs> but here's the good news for Matt. I don't know either. And you said, I can tell you what it is. And I was like, I'll just play Matt's game. It's crazy. So I'll just play it. <laughs> So moving right along, oh we just, we're going we're gonna to lose part of our play partners too. So, um, I don't know. We're just not getting people over as easily as we used to <laughs> in our old age. So, can't enough believe... of that. Let's talk about something fun. Well, I can't believe you moved me along. 
can, we have to. Um, so let's talk about something fun. All right, enough about that. Uh, we have we we, uh, we have business before you know to take care of before we get to this big playthrough. We went to Gen Con a couple of weeks ago, and we immersed ourselves in gaming culture for like three days. So let's talk about Gen Con culture. Whew. Wow. Would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right. So, <laughs> Gen Con. We live in Kansas City. Right. Gen Con's in Indianapolis. Right. That's seven hours of driving. Yeah. But there's like a time change. Right. So, so, so it's eight hours of driving. Right. When we go no. there. And on the way back, it's only six. That's right. No, it's actually, isn't it? I thought it was eight anyway. Mm-mm. And it was only seven on the it way back. It took us seven hours and 15 minutes to get there. Huh. Was that going north or south route? That was going the south route. That was I-70 straight I-70 is a nightmare. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you need to go right. from here to there and you have to take I-70, go a different way. There's just, there's lots of trucks. You will end up in an endless I'm passing trucks game. Yeah. Or I'm being passed. And you'll just be constantly, I'm in the bumper of the person in front of me, and there's people on the left of me, and I have to wait for them to clear, and my cruise control doesn't stay on for more than two minutes at a time, and it gets annoying. Which is annoying. ridiculous on the highway. That's what it's built for. It gets for. annoying. It does. Yeah. So, about Not seven hours. Not for me. Hours. I don't drive. I let Fred do it. <laughs> about seven hours for us, and here's something that's that's that we do, and we've done every single time we've gone. Now, this is the third time we've gone, mm-hmm. and... Not once have we tried to stay in downtown. No. <laughs> the reason we don't stay in downtown is beyond the, cheap. the fact that the, uh, like, for instance, the Marriott that I worked at for that show a couple of years ago that I kept pointing out, right. there's the Marriott. That's about $350 a night. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. We're cheap. But I, I know there's hotels that are cheaper than that. But I mean, honestly, we are, even in the burbs where we're like down by the airport or whatever, we're still getting like $120 a night room. Yeah. And the ones that are right down by the place are double that. Yeah. They're like two, two fifty minimum. Right. A night. And it's already I mean, already it costs a lot of money to go to Gen Con. Well, this is not a, it's yeah. it's not a cheap trip. No. I mean we, we go there, we just uh we get there on Thursday. So we miss most of the first day every time. Right. And then we go Friday and Saturday and come well, back. We go check in on Thursday <clears throat> afternoon. Right. We come back Sunday. Right. And we check so in. So we don't get to see anything on Sunday, which I really want to change that. At some point, I'd like to go and be there on Sunday because I'd always heard that they kind of do some clearancy pricings on certain certain booths. Well, we'll talk Not about like all that in booths. a second because we saw okay, some Okay, well, that. I'll shut up. <laughs> <clears throat> so we stay out of downtown just to try to save money because Gen Con tickets are already, like your passes, I think, are $90 a piece. Right. So it's $180 for the two of us to go to there. Plus, we have a $120 a night room that ends up $400 by the time they get done taxing me to death. So it Her ends up, night. That's a lot of taxes. No, I'm saying I'm saying total. Oh. <laughs> and so by the end of it, you know, we're in six hundred dollars just to walk in the door of Gen Con. That's without That's food without or food gas. Or parking. Or parking, which is about a five block walk and you can pay twelve dollars a day. Now well, yeah, but if you get there early enough, you can pl- you can pay twenty two dollars a day. And walk two blocks. Which is ridiculous to me. Why would <laughs> I do that? I mean I know it's close, but you're going to be walking like crazy all day. Right. So what's another four or five blocks the only to benefit... save $10 every day? <clears throat> the only benefit bucks. I can find for doing that, this is it, 
is that it makes it easier for you to dump off games that you buy because you're in a big expo hall, which is basically like the biggest board game shop you've ever been to. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Um, so we, we park about five blocks away. We pay about $12 a day. Yeah. And it's in a big multi-tier parking structure that's like a stadium parking kind of place. It works. Yeah, until the last day when nobody was there. I don't know what that was about. I don't either. They, it was they had, crazy. They didn't say close. They allowed you to drive up the ramp and get stuck around cones at the top by all the parking <laughs> where the, the yeah, parking where attendants would like, be. Yeah, there would be an attendant and they had the little bar down. Yeah. Well, one of them wasn't down, but you had to drive around little cones to get past it. And people were doing that. But I was right. afraid we were going to get locked in. They were going to close all the exits. Right. And then how do you get out? I, I don't know. know. Break something? I'm not going <laughs> to break public property. Parking know. illegally is bad enough. I can't break something. Oh. It was scary. So I made Fred turn around and go I know. I went past else. the cone and I was like, I'm in. And she's like, no, you're no, not. No, you're turn not. Around. We're not parking here. So so then we go to this other <laughs> little weird parking lot and it was even cheaper. It was $10 a day. And it was like one extra block. Granted, it was right next door to the jail. Yeah, the sheriff's jail. But there were cops everywhere, so I didn't worry. Right. Who's going to break into our car there? There's the cops, cops right there. Just the there. cops. That's the only one. Who ones. gets out of jail and immediately breaks into a car when they're sitting in the bus station? Policemen. Nobody's going to... The policemen aren't going <laughs> to break into our car. I don't know. I'm just making I don't know. Up. It was great. We saved two more dollars that day. So day one, we got to our hotel. We stayed at La Quinta. And uh, we got downtown and we immediately got our badges because the, here's the thing about Gen Con is that first thing in the morning and last thing at night... It's just overrun. Like the first year we went there, we oh, went all the time. We went it's at like, just overrun. No, no, no. It was not overrun. Not the we first there. time. This the, time. No, the first time we went to Gen Con, we got there at like eight o'clock at night and we waited in like a, a 50 person line to get our, our badges. The next time we showed up at three in the afternoon and we walked right in. And this time we showed up at three in the afternoon and we walked right up to the. Oh, you're just talking the about kiosks. the line? Right. To oh, get right, our badges. Yeah, never mind. Sorry. Because first thing in the morning right, and last I'm thing wrong. at night is when everybody gets their badges. That's true. So if you show up in the middle of the day, it, it works out. And we ended up in, in the expo hall by like 4 o'clock yeah. on Thursday and spent two hours kind of roaming around the floor. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of this game, though. Which one? One of the first things we looked at was this Star Trek-like game, and I can't remember the name of it now. Wasn't it Renegade? Was it Renegade? I think so. <clears throat> I think so. And this game looked really cool because it, it you know... Most of the time, one of the things these Star Trek games have never done is they've never done a a way of uh, of simultaneously doing the ship and the ground kind of adventure at the same time. And this Renegade game is attempting to do that. So one, it is a player versus player game, and it is uh, one of you is playing like you know humanoids, and one of you playing one of you is playing like alien characters, and you go down on a planet and you both try to complete some sort of uh, what. That's what the picture. It? Renegades. Renegades what? Destiny Aurora Chronicles board game. Right. Now, this game is not out yet. This guy's this guy's trying to get it together. This is He was just displaying this game that was he's coming up. He's written some Star Trek books <clears throat> from what he said, too. Right. He's, he's like an author, and he's trying to make this game at the same time. But it looked really cool, the fact that you have these sort of away missions while you still have to manage your spacecraft and, mm -hmm. and stuff that's happening up in space, too. And it actually looked pretty cool. It looked like a miniature game for the most part. Well, and it had a team component you could do. Right. So two-on-two two or, you know, which is kind of cool. Not a lot of games seem to have team building right. built in. And, I mean, this it, it looked like a cool game. Mm -hmm. We just sort of stumbled into that. Yeah, first day. Right. I don't know anybody else who talked about it yet. 
<laughs> but uh, we yeah, also... Yeah, but it's one that I'll definitely look into <clears throat> what was more the, when What was that out. weird Doomsday device game that you looked I at? I don't know what you're talking about. Remember, it was like it was like some sort of... The guys were trying to sell it to us. Oh, the Evil, evil Ray game or yeah, whatever? Yeah, what was it? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> you, you almost bought a game you and you don't even it. remember it. You won't play it with me. If you don't like it, I don't buy it. Because who <laughs> else am I going to play with? Matt! Oh, you can't, because Matt comes over all the time. He's over He's over here all the time. No. Okay, he's never over here. No. <laughs> Skylar at work. I don't get lunch with Skylar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The Doomsday Device game, I, I can't even remember what it was called. Oh, We're, I'm ruining this because you don't know You're ruining this. it. You didn't give me fair warning. I could have looked it up. It oh, was something I, this about. Is the, this is your fair warning. No, that's just a picture of people waiting to get in the hall. <laughs> oh, no. Nope, that's you with the pork chop express. Now, here's what's funny is that we really didn't get a chance to do much that first day. I mean, with two hours, it didn't seem that busy. The expo hall didn't. And we were able to go down like the smallest booth aisle followed by back up the smallest booth aisle. And we sort of ended really quickly after we got there. You know, it we just got seemed... to go down like two aisles. <clears throat> right. And that was about it. Right. And we ended up right next to the booth that had London Dread. And yeah. this is one that that uh, one of our listeners wanted to talk to us talk about, but we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, we saw London Dread just for a little bit, but they weren't going to be able to demo it for us. And then they started making these announcements because at the end of every day at Gen Con, they make these announcements like, "Ladies and gentlemen, the expo hall is going to close in fifteen minutes. Please finalize all your purchases." I used and... to love making those announcements at Borders, <clears throat> right? Well, I'm just saying he had makes an announcement. Customers, the time is now 10:55, and your borders only summit will be closing in just five short minutes. At this time, we ask for you to take all your purchases to the front. If you need any assistance in locating these final purchases, please visit one of our staff members. We'd love to help. This, borders will reopen tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We hope to see you then, but for for now, you will need to go because we will be closing in four short minutes. Have a good night. This is ridiculous. It was fun. Do you know? You know who kicks? everybody's butt in this in this game jamie no jamie was awesome nope you didn't you never heard his announcements jamie got his butt kicked by the guy at the timber wolf at worlds of fun <laughs> okay do, <laughs> do your impression that one's pretty good <laughs> no it's it's pretty much every roller coaster well no right no no it's not <clears throat> but it'll be well, like worlds uh, of fun maybe it'll say he'll say something like as you're pulling in and he'll be like he'll say uh like when you pull out he'll be like Everybody sit back, make sure your seatbelts are tight, and lay back with your head back against the backrest, and, and hold on tight, because the timber wolf's about to strike. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then when you come back, well, the you'll be like... The about to strike. Oh, yeah, I know, but he'll, he'll be like... The he'll, he'll do the ah but, but he does the ooh, yeah. And then right. he's like, uh, when you come back in, he's like, everybody have a good time on the timber wolf today. And yeah. people go, yeah, and he goes, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Go to your theme park. I'm pretty sure your guy's doing pretty close to the same thing. They don't they, do that. No, no, they no. They never don't. do the all right? Nobody does that. All right. Well, that's that's the best it's part. It's weird. That's I know. the best part. Remember when we went to Utah, nobody all did that right. either. And we kept we kept doing it for them. <laughs> I know. We're right, anyhow, we should go back to Gen Con. All talk. right. Gen Con. Back at it. So the, the thing is, this announcement goes off. And you, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I mean, especially the first day, I got that fever. Like, Oh, oh no. I gotta buy something. I gotta buy something in the next oh, fifteen God. minutes. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose this game. And so uh -huh. I start kind of like walking around, like Nicole, come on, come on, let's look at stuff. Let's look at stuff. Let's look at stuff. And I'm running around like well, ultimately, <laughs> like here's a maniac what it is. for fifteen minutes. Do you know why that is? Why? Because if I buy it now, I'm going to my car anyway. 
Right. I'm, so I'm, I'll just take have, it to the car. Right. And then I'll have it to play tonight. And what I don't do... have to drive. I don't have to walk five blocks back and forth <laughs> putting stuff in my car, which is why those people pay the $22 and park closer than we did. Right. But we're so, cheap. So I go through a little panic that night, and I don't actually buy anything. No, you didn't buy a thing. <laughs> I kind of calmed down. Right around the time he was like, it is now 558 in two minutes, Gen Con will be closing for the day. Please finalize your purchase. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to panic anymore. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave there, and we just went back, and we uh, we actually went to Target because I spilled oh, stuff on God, my shorts. Oh, God, you did. You bought, you had ketchup or something. <laughs> I had to buy a new pair of shorts, so I, I went to Target. And <laughs> because then... he didn't pay. He does not pack well. Do you know what he did pack? A swimsuit. Yeah. Do you know how many times we went swimming? Zero. I was ready swimming for How many of them was I ready for? All well, of them. <laughs> so I almost—he almost had to wear his swim trunks. I would not have Gen done Con. that. I would not have but done that. But you had like no shorts. You had one pair of shorts. They had right. lobsters on them. My favorite shorts. When you can't wear lobster shorts every day, someone will notice. Great. Okay. So back on. So subject. we went to Target. Now, when we were at Target, we decided there we would. You, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole got the fever there. And she's like, I want to buy a board game. Pick we one out right now. Pick we were one going out. back to the hotel. What were we going to do all night? I guess we could have gone swimming. Right. We're pretty bad about scheduling <laughs> stuff there. And we did, like, you know, not not the first year we scheduled nothing. And we just hung out with, like, uh, Sabrina, Chris, and Daniel. Yeah. Like, every night, which was fine. The next we year, had fun. The That's next good. year we planned a bunch of stuff because they weren't going. Right. And this year they weren't going again. But we were just like, eh, I don't want to plan a bunch of stuff every night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... We went back and, and and she ended up like going to the to the board game section and going, "What about this? What about this? What about this?" She just reporting in all these terrible games, and I'm like, "I don't know what any of these are." And I kept looking them up, and I'm like, "That's got a a one out of five on Amazon. That's got." A... <laughs> I mean, they were all just terrible. And I was finally just like, "Okay, there's one game here that I think has been reviewed well, and we picked it up, and we'll talk about it in a later episode." But we picked up the game of Forty Nine, which is it's a pretty good game. Not bad, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. More exclusive or more extensively (laughs) uh, later. But here's the thing. That that, that was the end of day one. Uh, Day two was our first full day. Uh, We basically went back to the expo hall, shopped a bunch of games. We went to the Dice Tower uh, live recording. (coughs) I don't know what's in my throat today. I don't either. It's something's there. Uh, we went to the Dice Tower live, uh, suffered through terrible live audio. They uh, need a real production person was... like me. Ooh, what if he actually works for them and not for the hotel? I mean, now you feel like a jerk. I mean, honestly, if they paid my way into those places and gave me airfare, I would do their production for them live. <laughs> if, if they said, thank you, Tabcast, we'd do that for them. It, it was pretty bad. It was so awful. We talked to a couple other guys um, that had that were there also, right. but they got there later and mm-hmm. they were way in the back. They they stayed for like 20 minutes and they left because they could not hear anything. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So yep. anyhow, yeah, that was disappointing, but it was fun going to Overall, see Overall, we sat third row, so we could hear just fine second without row. mics. Second row. It was second row. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I had nobody in front of me. I had a short kid in front of me, which is great because I right. could never see it over anybody. Uh, the next thing I remember when we went back to the place is we, we saw the Harry Potter game was sold out. And I found out later on that they had like 50 copies a day, but this was one of those door buster things, you know, yeah. and they try to spread out these copies of these games over each day of the con and everybody would just charge this area. And Harry Potter... Uh, what I did learn about it is it's sort of a campaign game played over seven games. Like there's seven books. Right. Uh, the game becomes more difficult and adds rules and characters and becomes more complex every time you go to another chapter in it. So the seventh game will be the most complex and have 
the most dif- you'll be the most difficult one to uh, get through. So, so do you feel like it should have been eight campaigns since they decided to break that last book up into no. two movies? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, we did go by the big trouble in Little China, uh, over there at Upper Deck, Area. and mm-hmm. yeah, and you you posted like a I posted a picture of you with the with the <laughs> truck. Shop Express. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, the demos over there were all scheduled. Like you had to schedule them in advance. So they were like, you know, give us your ticket that you know you purchased in advance. And I, I looked at, you know, if you go through the Gen Con schedule, it's pretty disheartening. Within a week or two, all the events are just basically sold out. Whether people go or not is a toss up. But I did get it. I just, I just walked right in where they were doing demos and ignored the fact that that was, you know, that they you were weren't doing... supposed to. <laughs> they were totally cool too. <laughs> Whatever. I went up and started talking to them about the game. I was like, okay, I'm not going to demo it, but I get to look at it, and uh, it looks pretty cool. It's. I was disappointed. It's not a legendary encounters. It's just a legendary. Right. Uh, but it's. It, it was still really interesting. I thought. Yeah. Uh, it still, still looks fun. They, they milked that movie to death. They have like all sorts of characters in it. You know, secondary characters, lead characters. They had something else. What do you say about it? There's some way in le- in which the secondary characters popped up. Is maybe they're just in the bystander deck? Could be like Margot and Gracie Law. Yeah. He said they were like selectable characters, and they were also in the bystander deck. I think. So do- like a double up <clears throat> kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, uh, it does have that comic book style artwork that's like. Legendary, but it still was really fun. I yeah. mean, you know, it captures the movie all over the place and really cool. Uh, one thing that, that was that we noticed that day as well, we went by Fantasy Flight. Now, whenever we talk about that Star Trek game, they were in like an eight by eight booth, eight foot by eight foot, you know, booth, so 64 square feet. Fantasy Flight is in like a hundred by 100 size booth, 100 feet by 100 feet. Yeah. And it's like got just you know, miles of, of demo areas. And... They had like three different demo areas plus the, the selling booth area right. itself that and we they, never even went right. in. Well, they build this this wall around their shop. Well, but they put windows in this time. <laughs> right. Like they, I don't think they did that before. Like you couldn't really see in. So you know. almost had to wait to see what was in there. Right. But this time they had the little windows. You could kind of see what was going on. Right. So you could make more of a educated decision about whether or not you wanted to bother going in. Right. And we didn't. Well, it's, it's, they just control this sales thing. A lot of these booths, like in an eight by eight booth, if I want to buy something, I walk up and go, hey, how much for the whatever? And they're like, this much. And I buy it from them. Yeah. You know, and they pull my credit card through a little Please tell your friends, thanks. Credit card reader. Right. Right. If you go to Fantasy Flight, you get in line and wait around this entire (laughs) shop they have that's probably 50 people deep line. Of people who are just waiting to be allowed to, to in be the allowed shop to area something. to shop and right. then buy something. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's mania. Every time they I come to Gen Con, that Fantasy Flight reaction's the same. It's just a bunch of Fantasy Flight maniacs just wrapped around it like, oh, we gotta have it now. Well, maybe it's the same thing as like the, the Black Friday shoppers. Some people really dig that. I just well, never and there's, have. There, there really is no special deals here. There's, it's well, no. all MSRP. It's but you're just, getting it now instead right, of later. It's just a matter of we want it now, not two months from now when right. all our friends have it. Right. And can play it with us. <laughs> Well, they could play it now if so, you have a copy. Specifically over there, I, we saw the new Doom game. It looked like a lot like the old Doom game. I don't. I didn't see much different. I guess it was supposed to be more similar to the Gears of War game that I didn't play either. Because it didn't seem <laughs> that. It's just. It's okay, I guess. Yeah. It's just. Not I don't our know. thing. They just seem like another miniature game. Is kind of how those always feel to me. Yeah. Um, Arkham Horror card game. That looked pretty interesting. 
Yeah, but I'm already kind of a sucker for all the Arkham games, even though I'm not real big on Cthulhu, which right. is kind of ironic. Well, it's because you get to do investigation stuff. Yeah. And this is a co-authorship uh, and co-design between the person who did Lord of the Rings, the card game, and the Call of Cthulhu card game. So, I mean, they, they collaborated and made something. And we, we, we watched a little bit of the gameplay, and it seemed like there was like... There's certain locations you're in that are represented by right. cards, and there's a little bit of a storyline backing up what's going on. You're yeah, because they went from and... one room to another room, and they couldn't right. go back to the first room because something was already there, so they had to go make a decision whether or not to go to this room or that room, right. moving go, right along. Go to the basement or go down the hallway or right. go up to the attic. Or and there, there was like, and when you would get in these rooms, you would have to generate these clue markers on the room in order to complete the room, and... I don't, I don't know how thematic it'll feel. I never, of course, got into a demo. They were just going all the time, and the demo wasn't exactly a five-minute demo. And it was only a two-person experience. <laughs> right, right, because so. the, the base game, the way this is going to be sold is the base game plays two players. If you get a second base game, you can play four players, which is how that Lord of the Rings one was as well. Yeah. Like, you only had two players worth of components in the first one, even though you had four decks to play with. Yeah. Like, four different characters. This is the same kind of thing as that, but well, I don't know how close the mechanisms match. Bottom line is, this one is one we'll end up reviewing in future, because we will end up getting it. Right. We also looked at the new Mansions of Madness. It seemed very similar to the last one as far as look. The miniatures, some of them overlapped the old miniatures from the old game, but uh, when we found out that the app... Uh, that they're that, that they're gonna you know use to support it now supports the two point or supports the 1.0 materials inside of it and if all you have to do and I got I downloaded the app the app's available to look at I downloaded right. it the app's really cool it's got sound effects built in and, and narration built in and uh, it also has an option under settings though to just turn on whatever expansions you have and I think it's those three main expansions that wilderness one the uh, forbidden alchemy and bleh, oh yeah the the first just game basically right. so those are the three things it supports i'm glad you remembered all those things you were looking at me like i was supposed to have something to I, say. I didn't expect you to ever oh, remember stuff that's like awesome. that thank you so <laughs> it does seem similar to the last one but whenever you now that now there's like the app is the gamekeeper which it just which kind of will be exciting for you right because i can actually play the game instead of just trying to destroy you guys for a change right and plus it seems like it, this might be like one of those ones that could potentially knock the uh the fabled Mage Knight board game off the solo champion spot, you know, because mm. this is this is a a board game that you can play with the with the app as the game master. Yeah. Right. So I mean that that's that's really interesting to me too. Uh, they do have that Star Wars collectible dice game. What I don't even remember the name of it. I I just once again I did it's Star Wars. Notes. Does it have to have a different name? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, one the one thing I noticed about it was just that the dice have in, instead of those those. You know, I, I will always say this. The Dice Master dice are junky little dice. They just are. Half the time they're misshapen. You know, they're not they're not completely yeah. accurate. And, and you just kind of, and, and they're kind of hard to read. These had the big. The corners are weird on them sometimes, too. Right. These had nice big images, like a, like a full color image on the side of each side of the die. And <laughs> were very legible. But it's <coughs> collectible. Right. It was very... But I'm just saying what's positive about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was very legible. The dice were, were of a normal size instead of those smaller scale size dice like Dice Masters is. Um, I didn't really stay to look at it very long because I wasn't... I just wasn't interested that much because yeah. it, is, it is collectible. If I hear good things, maybe I'll pick it up. But right now, it's it's on one of those probably going to pass lists right. for me. But 
other people might be really interested in this. I mean, especially if you're looking for a dice game like that and you didn't buy into Dice Masters, why not? You know, well, that might be a lot of people because Dice Masters had some real issues right out of the gate yeah, trying to supply. get it available. Right. And by the time it was available, the hotness had kind of like died off quite a lot. So I will say that just casually standing beside the table, it wasn't very obvious what was going on. And I was going to have to wait for an entire game to go by. And they were letting right. people play an entire game. And these were going like 20 minutes long. And I was at the 10 minute mark when I walked up and said, oh, look, look at these dice. They look really good. Those are a lot better than I thought they'd be. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that, that looks pretty cool. All these components look great. And then I just kind of listen in and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So. Well, 20 minutes is a really long time when you're talking about demos at Gen Con. Right. Um, so then on the second day, that's pretty much all we did that day. We went, we went the just The first back, day? Yeah. Oh, the first full day. Right. So we went back to our uh, hotel and just. I think we played, didn't we buy some games that day, right at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we made it by Level 99 Games <laughs> booth, <coughs> and we actually picked up Exceed, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, we picked up Merc's Recon Assassination Protocol from uh, the uh, Megacon Games. One. No, we didn't even open that. And we picked up something else. Ooh, what else did we pick up, Nicole? Uh, Tides of Madness. Tides of Madness. And did we also pick up uh, that, oh, uh, what's that? That one? The the bomb building game. No, that was the next day. Okay, never mind. Okay, so. Pause. (laughs) Pause. Next (laughs) game. Second, so we we played uh, Exceed that night. We actually played a game of it. And we went and got tamales. Right, we got like handmade tamales there in town. The tamale place is what it was called. It was pretty good. Get, Get spicy chicken. Yes. If you go there, just get the spicy chicken. It's the best one. But get the uh, chips and salsa as well. Yeah. Because it was delicious. Right. Chips and salsa, spicy chicken. I don't remember the name of the tamale it was like the, place. It was a chipotle chicken. It was, no, it was called the tamale place. Was it? Yeah, that's what it was called. Okay. The tamale place. Uh-huh. Spicy chicken. And it's on the west side of town. <laughs> west side? So uh, <laughs> the second day, we got back out there again, and we, right off the bat, we jumped into, uh, I went over and I bought a copy of Vast. Yes. Because we were wanting, <coughs> we were wanting to try it out. They you know? talked about it on at the Dice Tower Right, live. and this is something that we had talked about on the uh, Guild at the start of the year. Which I, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, we, we went ahead and, we, this was the release, and I think they had a name change during the course of development, and Vast is now the name of it, Vast the Crystal Cavern. And it just seemed really interesting because of the asymmetric play. It, and then when I opened the box and I looked inside of it, I was like, okay, everybody gets their own two-page rule book. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to to teach and learn. It'll be rough. It'll be rough. Uh, but we picked that up, and we walked right around the corner from that, and there was a, a video game, like an iOS developer or something like that, right around the corner, and they were selling their first game they'd ever made called Clank. And we played Clank, Nicole. It was Renegade Studios that did That's that right, one. Renegade yeah. Studios. And Clank is like a push-your-luck, fun little dungeon crawl game. And, yeah. And we liked it enough that we were trying to buy it from him, and he was sold out. Right. So we have to wait until it hits retail like everybody else, even though we paid all that Gen Con money to have I it. I know. <laughs> but Clank is pretty good. We'll be buying that and, and, and probably we'll reviewing review that on this, on this podcast as well. But we did enjoy it. It was, it was fun. Right. And now the, I, did, I did fail to mention that the Recon Assassin Protocol, which I'm sure none of our listeners have any interest in, but who knows? Uh, that's, a, that's one of the ones that's only available on the online store or in person at a convention. The other, the other Mercs Recon game uh, is available online, but I got the one that's not. 
Uh, that was luck. He didn't plan it. Right. Now, here's something <laughs> else that happened to me on Saturday. On Saturday afternoon, I got I, I, now something that happens to me through Tabcast email. I usually end up getting these fake FedEx delivery emails. And so I always ignore them because right. they'll, they'll say something like, there's a problem with your shipment. Click this link. And it's like, yeah, right. I'm a sucker. No. You know, <laughs> so then I, I don't I always ignore them. Well, then I get one. To, I get one there in the middle of the afternoon. I look down at it and it says your package has been delivered. And I'm like, what? And I look at it and I'm like, hold on a second. And I, I go to I actually type in FedEx's website and type in the, the actual tracking number. And sure enough. On Saturday, without any kind of announcement or an announcement I deleted because I thought it was spam, my others, the other Seven Sins <laughs> Kickstarter pledge arrived. So it's a 22-pound... gigantic box. Right, a 22-pound box is sitting on my porch in Kansas City. So I had to call Matt up, who was on patrol. And I, I, I just, I got to tell you, I don't like it whenever he has to <laughs> pull his cop car up in front of the house. <laughs> it I always, don't care. It always makes me feel like the neighbors are like, "What are those Krugers up to?" <laughs> oh no! We usually are up to no good. The, the cops are over there again. Uh huh. <laughs> I told you he beats her. Oh <laughs> no! That's not even funny. <laughs> but so <laughs> Matt came over and, and put him inside. <laughs> I still want a picture of Matt breaking into our house with a big big box. Right. But whatever. Now, uh, something else we tried out that day is not a new game, but we did sit down for a demo of it. And we, we walked played, right uh, up and they're like, would you like to try a demo? And whenever somebody says that, you say, yes, I would. Right, because there's two ways to approach that whole thing. Either you're doing or you're saying you're either saying yes or you're saying no. If you're saying yes, then you're getting the full experience. If you're saying no, you're denying yourself You're missing the something potentially. So if anybody asked, we would just say, yes, I'll try your game. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Well, I learned that the first day, like somebody offered me like a button or something and I didn't take it. I was like, no, no, that's okay. Right. And the look on their face was just like, I just broke somebody's heart. I'm going to say yes from now on. So we end up walking around with like some comic book for half a day going, <laughs> I don't want this comic book, but I had to say yes. But that part's okay because it made somebody happy. And now we're going to play a game because we said yes. Awesome. Right. So we played a game that this came out like last year. But they were showcasing it at the same booth as they were showcasing London Dread was Deception Murder in Hong Kong. And <clears throat> I've heard this described by another podcast podcaster slash reviewer as the Mysterium Killer. Well, that wouldn't be hard. I didn't like Mysterium. Right. We didn't really care for Mysterium very much, but this is supposed to be the one that's like, feels like that, but it's way better. And so we tried it. We tried it. And eh. eh. It's okay. I didn't like it. it. It has that same thing again where there's like a, a person trying to communicate with the table, but there's also a betrayer now. So well, there's a murderer. Right. And there's an accomplice to the murderer. That's if you play it. It, it changes based on well, your, you on if your you play group the, size. If you play the full group size, which we what, which is what we had. Okay. You've got a murderer. You've got an accomplice. You've got a witness. And you've got the forensics expert. So the forensics guy is, he's like the, the game master. Right. He's so, the ghost from Mysterium. He's the, he's the guy. He, he knows exactly who did it, who's the accomplice to who did it, how they did it with, you know, the two circumstances like that they choose. Like, a, isn't it, what do they so choose? So the murderer has like, you've got eight cards in front of you. Four of them will be blue and four of them will be red. Right. For lack of better descriptions of colors, because the blue was not blue and the red was not red, but close enough. Hmm. 
Let's ask Skylar. So let's shut up. <laughs> so like in the blue ones, that would be one of those four would be your murder weapon. Right. And of the red ones, one of those four would be evidence that was on the site. Right. So like our murderer, he picked smoke and a ladybug. It, was, it said insect. Well, it's a picture of a ladybug. Right. But it says insect. So I'm the accomplice. And I'm looking and I'm like, okay, he... Smoke and a now, this is bug. handled like like a werewolf game where the the forensic guy says, I need the murderer and everybody, the accomplice to open their eyes. Yeah, everybody close their eyes. You two open <laughs> point, your eyes. Point to two things, and I want the accomplice to agree. And it's like, okay. And the accomplice agrees. And then they close their eyes again, and then he calls out, witness, open your eyes, which is what I was. And he, and he just points to the two of you. And then doesn't say anything, and I close yeah. my eyes again. Right. So I don't know which of you is the murderer, which one's the accomplice. And we don't know that you're the witness. Right. And then he, he has, there's these boards then everybody opens in the middle. Eyes again. Yeah. Okay. So now there's these boards in the middle. They're like and little like, bookmarks. Yeah. It looks like a little bookmark. And it's got several little different descriptors right. on and, it. And it might say, like, who witnessed the crime? What, what, how does that, you know, how did that person, you know, find the crime scene or something like that? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> the witness what, found what the did they scene. notice? And right. one of the options is smell. So he puts a little token on smell. Right. It could be like smell or a mess or whatever the little icon, whatever they said. Right. And so we're all looking around going, well, what would, what would tip you off for smell? Right. Then, but he has like four of these going yeah. at the same time and he picks something on all four of them. Now, as a forensic guy, he's, he said that he does score points based on how fast you're able to get the murderers and, and, and accomplice nailed. Right. But you don't have to say who the accomplice is. You just have to find who the murderer is. And, and, and so you're, he's picking this stuff out. Now, sometimes this relates directly to a ladybug or smoke. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Some, but he has to pick something no matter what. Yeah. One of them just said playground. <laughs> right. And then once you, you get to play three rounds like that. But at, where, at the end of each round, one of those bookmarks will go away and right. a new one will come into play. And everybody has an option of trying to guess who the murderer is every yeah, round. You have like one shot, though. But if you if you guess wrong, you're out of the game and you can't make another accusation. You can just take part in the discussions after that. Right. And so we played that and it was like at the end, they we did actually point at the murderer. And yeah, you guys, and he was supposed to pick who he thought the witness was. <laughs> yeah, you guys get to pick who you think the witness is, and you pick the wrong person. So, so we lost. You won. We'll be. Right. So I celebrated with champagne, and no, I didn't, no. <laughs> didn't care. I don't know. It was just... It was okay. It felt a lot like Mysterium, except I don't know if I like it any differently than Mysterium. Yeah, I, it's not my game. I'd say it's probably not as fun as Mysterium. Only it takes too long. Like, nobody would make a decision, you know? Right. And I'm sitting here as the accomplice not wanting to make a decision because if I if I guess the wrong thing, or if I if you know, I can't point to the murderer, right? or else I'm going to be found out too. Right. And I if I push too hard for any other thing, then I just look guilty. <laughs> so I don't know. I just didn't care for it. I would say between the two, I would still take Mysterium over this one. I'd say if I'm going to do that kind of a deduction game, I'd rather play Spyfall. At least it's really, really fast. Spyfall like so seven stressful. minutes. That's it. Oh, whatever. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's pretty much the end of day two for us, except we also did one more thing. We went to the Secret Cabal meetup party. That was fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Only My only complaint is it was on Saturday and we had to leave first thing Sunday morning. Right. 
I wish that we weren't leaving until Monday. Right. Because we would have stayed a lot later and hung out. Well, they they had 400 raffle tickets they were handing out, and they went over. They went to like 403 or 404. Yeah. Is how many people were stuffed in this room that looked like it was sized out for about 300. Yeah, they kept kind of possibly getting in trouble for like fire codes, but not not, not really. So we were stuffed. We were stuffed into this thing, and and we got there early enough that we were able to get their little swag bag. They had bottle openers, and yeah, some stickers and stuff like, like that. Like a little coaster. But what's was cool fun. about that is I got to actually tell Tony Topper that he was my favorite part of the show, and without him, it's a really hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell anybody anything. I, just I told him that, and he was like, "I like to hear that." <laughs> So, uh, but that was a really good time. We got to we met a lot of people at that. We we right. talked to people when waiting in line. We talked to people when just hanging out, waiting for everything that to start. That one was amazing because you know I watch a lot of the online stuff, and it was just amazing to look around the room and be like, oh well, there's Chaz Marler, there's Rodney Smith, there's right. the board game pinup girl, there's you know, and there's all these people that the are just in the room the, wandering around from Epic Gaming Night. Right. There was a lot of people there. Right. You know, for cool. all that. But they, I guess uh, some of the people that were going to be there couldn't be just because they, they scheduled other events at the same time. Yeah, like Steve Bonacor from Stronghold Games was there for like five seconds and left. And then he had to leave. Yeah. But they, they did, I mean, to their credit, they gave away, they probably had like 12 piles of like five games a piece. Yeah, they gave away a lot of games and stuff. And <laughs> It was probably we didn't, like we didn't over win 50 anything. games they gave away, but they gave them away to 12 people. Yeah. We didn't win anything, but we didn't care. It was it was a good time. We met a lot of really good people. Yeah, there, I mean, so. I had a whole whole trunk full of games at that point, so it didn't <laughs> matter. <clears throat> so uh, now's the moment that certain Guildmore members have been waiting for. In fact, three of them actually <laughs> answered this. I asked the guild to submit games they wanted to hear about that would be at Gen Con, and only three answered. Uh, so let's just get right to it. Rodney was the first person, and he said, "Scythe." I really like it. I've played it five times last week. <laughs> I don't even know why he wants us to look at it. If he's already played it, loves it. Well, he loves it. I know. Uh, so the one thing, the things about Side that I can say are were demos were not being held in the expo hall. They just had a booth they that they a... were selling them at. Yeah. Uh, they sold out like all the games the first day. Then they got a whole bunch more in. They had some guy specially truck in these games, and they had sold 800 by the end of the day on Saturday. Which is crazy. Crazy. Right. And we talked to the guy at the booth, uh, and we actually bought it when we got home. Uh, we bought it from a, a... I bought it. Right. You bought it from a friendly local game store. Right. Uh, what we, th- we we talked to him, and, we, you know, the game looks great. It does. Uh, it's got... Uh, but it's also <coughs> heavy. It's got, like, a nice mixing variable, like, variable characters with different kind of factions or something that's set up, so it kind of mixes up the, the basic setup of, of all the players each turn or each game. Uh, it's nor it's commonly known as a 4x game, which is uh, an ex- it just stands for expand, explore, exploit, and exterminate, and that's these sort of conquest games, like where you're just trying to play like some sort of civilization building game or something I don't like, like that. That term 4x, it should be 4e. It's a 4e game, uh, <laughs> fourth edition game. No. Uh, so when asked when we asked the Stonemeyer game guys about it, they said that the uh, exterminate part of that x. Hardly ever happens each game, maybe once or twice most of the time. And, and they, they said, said there's just not much combat. They said that the game overall is nearly luck free. And I've heard some other people talk about it and they're just like, look, you don't have time to really mess with other people's games. You really have to keep your, your, you know, mind on what you're doing or you're going to lose. So it's a, I guess it's a really tight game too. Um, 
So, you, I mean, we've got it sitting on the table out there. It's going to yeah. be featured in the future for sure. Now, Daniel suggested three of them, okay? <laughs> he said, surely you'll talk about Seafall. I don't need to put that on the list. It sounds like an amazing idea, but I've heard nothing about the actual gameplay. So That's because me... nobody wants to spoil anything. Well, this is all in the instruction book. Anything I'm going to talk about is found in the instruction book. It's not spoiling any secrets in the game, okay? Okay. I, I, don't, I didn't look up secrets revealed. I, no one really had them, okay? I tried. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Uh, for where where we stood, the game looked boring. It did, yeah. It was I drab. Was not impressed. Everyone was just kind of sitting there at the table. We we went by the demo like two or three times, glancing at it and kind of like listening in. And it just it just did not sound like anyone was having. And it wasn't fun. even the same guy explaining it each time. Right. It it was just meh. I will say this: that despite the fact that it was drab, they had some coins that you could buy as a separate set that I didn't look how much they were, but they looked really cool. The yeah, customized but they're coins. separate. You have to buy them separate. Uh, meh. The demo showed very little that would excite anyone, and they were long, and the demos were always full. People were, like, just really trying to get into this. Uh, It seems like... it seems like most of us in the room were kind of in the same boat that we uh, knew that the game had a legacy gimmick attached to it, and that's pretty much it. It's a ship game uh, taking place in sort of a colonial-like setting. Not that you could tell from the map. (laughs) Right. Each player has two ships that they use to manage and upgrade. The ships looked really nice. Right. Uh, Players travel from their province to islands doing various tasks to earn glory. The game is approximately 15 games to complete the campaign and ends, this is in the book, ends with uh, someone becoming the emperor of all the lands. Uh, And it's the player with the most glory when they discover the end of the world island. This is all in the book. This is like the first three paragraphs of the rule book. Up front, the game seemed like a trade and upgrade sort of game. Uh, I checked the rule book to see and found that the beginning shipped in the beginning ship to ship combat is not allowed. However, with all other legacy games, there were tons of empty spaces in the book for rule stick- stickers to be added later. So right now we have a four player legacy game of Pandemic that th- going with Matt and Brianna that we started at the start of the year, and we're almost halfway through the game, and we would have been done with it if it if it was just Nicole and I only. Right. That being said, on the side of the Seafall box, it clearly states three to five, and we don't have the patience to do another long duration campaign game like this. We just don't. We don't have a- the time. Of course, like someone's ridiculously over the top glowing review. Could change this in my mind, but right now I'm pretty sure we're passing, aren't we? Here was the most exciting part <laughs> of Seafall for me. Right. They were using, they had like little plastic <laughs> stickers on different parts of it. Yeah. And they were using dry erase marker. That's kind of cool. Was that, that only was, for the demo? Yeah, it was because they were doing a demo so they could they could show you the legacy right. part and then take it right off. Okay. That's kind of cool. So if you wanted to be able to replay your own personal copy over and over, right. maybe you could do something like that and like laminate it. I don't know. I mean, that was like, like I said, that was the coolest part I saw about it, which is pretty sad. Right. But it looked, it looked boring. Nobody playing it was excited. Nobody looked like they were having fun. Right. And I don't know. I think, I think half the charm of the legacy games is you already know this game. It's a classic. Right. Let's, what else can we do with it? Right. This is a whole new game. Nobody knows about Seafall. So legacy doesn't matter. Right. I don't know. I I don't think it's going to be as big a deal. Not, it's not going to be a smash success like Pandemic was. I don't think so. I think it'll be, it'll have some success because it's got lots of buzz and it's got all the, all the push of the other legacy games. I just. 
Yeah, when I initially heard about it, I was like, okay, <laughs> done, sold. Don't even right. need to tell me anything else about it. And then I see it and I'm like, oh, wait, tell me more about it because I'm not sold. <laughs> All I've heard so far is just slight rumblings about when you get past the first couple of games, it starts getting better. I'm sure, but... But I don't know. I anyway, don't know. right now, I'm not I'm not buying that game. <laughs> right now, I feel like there's just a lot of other games I'd rather buy. So I'd rather it, buy Pandemic again and have just the two of us play no. so we can actually get through the end. No. So uh, Daniel also asked us to check out Exceed from Level 99 Games. He said, maybe a quicker, easier Pixel Tactics. And it is not a Pixel Tactics game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he meant Devastation of Endings uh, faster because that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, that Devast- one we did play because <sighs> right. we bought it. Right, and Devastation's a video game simulator that emulates a 2D fighting game like Street Fighter. Uh, Exceed does the same thing, only condenses the uh, decisions and timings of Endine's game. Specifically, it removes the pairing of the cards to create attack pairs, because in, 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 in the uh, Devastation of Endings, it had uh, you would you would generate attack based on two numbers from two different cards and your speed was two numbers from two different cards and both cards kind of added in modifiers together sometimes a negative modifier sometimes a positive thing and then you would formulate this attack you know and and how much defense you had based on these two cards and you constantly had to put cards together in your hand Mm -hmm. well it made a really strategically deep game but in this one instead of doing that you actually just have single single cards in your hand that you pick it speeds up the game, but it reduces the variety of the play, I think, a little bit. <laughs> as And as for further changes, you now have a deck of 25 cards that you draw from. Instead of everything being available uh, face up or in cooldown mode, because in, in Devastation, you have, you know, like 10 cards. Mm-hmm. Seven of them are in your hand or like it's, it's like it's more than that because it's uh, two, four of them are on the table. And I think you have like five of one and three of another in your hand. So it's like eight, 12 cards. And they're they're. You're looking at all of them at all time. There's no blind draws. And you know when cards are coming back into your hand. You know you know what pairs mm-hmm. you can make all the time. They just kind of rotate through. This one, you have blind draws. You just do. Now, this leads away from the Indines, uh, or the Indines, no luck type of competition and slightly becomes a top decking game. And uh, last, the, Ind- in- the uh, Indines turns have been con- like condensed from seven down to like four. And it makes the game finish, because like normally your turns are like, start of turn, start of beat, before activation, on hit, after activation, end of beat, end of turn. So mm-hmm. you had like seven different times. And this gets rid of the uh, start of turn and uh, before the beat. Mm-hmm. It just does before activation, on hit, after activation. And I think after, it. I think maybe that was it. I think that was it. I don't know. But it, it basically speeds it up to about 30% faster. And still retains much of the feel. Uh, push to shove, I still will pick Devastation over Exceed. But this game's no slouch, and I'm glad we picked it up because it's shorter and it's definitely more portable because yeah. you don't actually have a board now. You just lay out a bunch of cards, these these uh, these yellow-colored cards or brown-colored cards that you use as a play area that come in the deck, you know? Yeah. Uh, the one thing they could have done that would have made me a lot more happy is they could have included some way to track your 30 hit points that each character has. There's they... a few different games that do that, where they just, you've got to <sighs> track your points and they just don't give you a way to do it. Right. I never I have... understand that. And I have 30 hit points and they don't have any way for me to track it. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to, I've got... We were using like... our phones is what we were doing. Well, maybe that's what they intend people to do is use your phone. I don't know. I bought a couple of 30-sided dice that you, don't, you haven't given me back yet. 
Oh, they're still in my purse. Oh, you keep them. I forgot about I that. I know you'd keep them. Are they in my purse? They I might they not are. be. Uh, lastly, Daniel asked us to uh, look at Islebound. He says largely because he have, has yet he's yet to like any games by the designer, and he feels like there's something wrong with him because of that. There yeah, is. there's definitely yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm, totally, <laughs> beyond a doubt, mm-hmm. absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've we've played. I mean, we own two of his games. We've only played one of the two. We mm-hmm. we own Above Below, and we own uh, Ancient World. Ancient World, mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't played yet. <laughs> we got a chance to look at Islebound, and it, I thought it looked pretty cool. That's so too. You know what it looked like to me? It looked like Above a and fun, below? it looked like a fun version of Seafall. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Anyways, only without the <clears throat> legacy component. It looks like it's it's an island game and you have you build like this little map out of these modular tiles. You have these island tiles with these little filler tiles that kind of make this oval shape in the in the middle of the, the table. And you take uh, control of various island ports using sort of a worker placement mechanic. And you have your shipboard that you're sailing around, you're modifying and upgrading stuff. And when you take over a port, you're using either combat or diplomacy to do so. Uh, direct combat in the game is, uh, is in there, but it's mostly used to steal islands from other players. And it's not, the one thing they said uh, is it's not as detrimental when you lose an island as it would be in like another game when you lose like something like a country or something in another game. So right. it's, it, but it does, it does still remain beneficial to you to do that. Uh, overall, the game seems to feel somewhat like above and below. It has of course the same artwork, uh, same kind of characters. I think and everything it's more like that. of just the artwork that makes it feel that way. I don't know. The Part worker the placement game felt exactly the same. Well that, yeah, the way that the, that the worker <laughs> placement goes like to use a character, right. they, are exhausted and then if you have to push them then they're injured right that was the same right but i don't know i don't know it seemed it seemed pretty cool i mean i just i watched him play through and i watched the guy teaching the demo and it seemed to make a lot of sense uh one thing that is different between the two is there's no storybook to read and there's no underground to explore Mm -hmm. but uh the storybook part i mean i don't know uh, but then better than that, I mean, so it looked okay. I mean, I can't, I can't vouch for it because we didn't actually play the game, but I can say that uh, it's definitely one that's on my list, and if I read anything good about it, I'm going to buy it. It looked cool. I thought it looked cool. I'd take it without reading any more about it. I really? thought it was fun. I thought yeah. it looked like a good time. Right. Uh, better but than I like that, that guy's though, games, so. Right. Better than that, we got to look at the Game Atlas for Near and Far, which is going to be his actual, somewhat, like, actual sequel to Above and Below. Right. And... Man, that atlas is just so neat, isn't it? I didn't even look at it. It's, I didn't. It's I got was afraid cool it was travel spoiler. maps and stuff in it. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I ruined the whole game. No, I didn't. What I, are you talking probably, about? I, you I didn't do retain that. anything. I just remember this vague idea of how it, the maps looked <laughs> and thought, this would be so cool to flip through this atlas and say, now we're exploring this ground. And you're trying, and that one, I know you're competing to become the best explorer and stuff. But anyway, yeah. anyway I'm, I'm looking forward to that game, and I'm probably going to end up with the. Uh, with the aisle bound as well. And we know that Daniel does not want an invite for that particular Right, because there's something wrong game. with him. <laughs> Whatever. What? <laughs> Be nice to Daniel. He's nice to now, us. Now, finally, Brendan said simply, I'd love to hear about London Dread. Uh, we watched this also without demoing it. Once again, another one of these hot games that we're going to have to sit around for a half hour just to sit down and play this. And we we're just kind of like, eh. Seemed really cool, though. Yeah. I, I like the look of it. It's like a London Victorian set horror game. Uh, it has players planning an entire day of activities, uh, you know, and, and adventures and exploration and stuff, marking where they will be at certain times on this, like, clock, this cardboard clock with these little 
cut out circles where you could put these little tokens in mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to be at a space numbered this on that at that time. At that time, yeah. And uh, so you, you do that, and that's under time. That's timed phase. So you kind of do it really quick, and you do it as a group. So it's really important that, you know, it's a cooperative game, and you're doing this really quickly. You're trying to communicate all this stuff really quickly and get all your spots done. And then you start doing the adventure part of it and working it all out. And, of course, it just com your plans completely derail as someone fails their task at whatever time and you have something planned right after that for them to do. Where you needed them right. to not fail. So it makes, a pretty, it makes a pretty tense experience from what I can tell. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is we picked it up. Yeah. We just bought it. We, we can tell a game we're going to like. Yeah. And that one looked good and enough. And that one looked good. So, so that's going to be a future feature as well. Yep. Uh, now that's Gen Con, and that brings us to the feature of this episode. But first... Because of Nicole, we weren't able to announce our list last time because you insisted that we not do it. Well, because I was afraid if we announced it, it that people would look at it and go, wait a minute, isn't this what they're doing on the 5 for 5 and they're highlighting this right. game? What's going well, on? Well, let's go through our list. This is 5 for 5. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. Five. This is a 5 for 5 update. All right. So... We've got five new games, and we just got to go over this quick. We're already at an hour. Oh, good grief. <laughs> uh, we the like first... to talk. I know. We talk too much. So uh, the first one we chose was Mage War Academy. This is the younger sibling of Mage Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mage Wars Arena. Uh, the, we chose the competitive card game, horror card game, Don't Turn Your Back. Uh, we chose the cooperative adventure card game, Warhammer Quest. Uh, we chose the competitive hunter versus dinosaur game, Raptor. And the small, tasty minstrel, Euro-y kind of whatever game. I don't I hate saying Euro-y. Euro-y. <laughs> I don't know. It's not even a word, so. I know. It's, it's sort of like a, like a, I don't know, mechanic light little push cube push game i have not played it yet uh but called harbor uh that, oh that one okay. and so now i mean just we just want to get through that now we have to present the finale of mage wars academy you wanted the finale you've got the finale the final game in the series five four five one two three four five. All right, so Mage Wars Academy is the sequel to the game of arena fighting mages, Mage Wars Arena. This game is like the younger sibling, as I said before, because it does away with many of the elements that make the other game more complex and longer to play. The game is made up of cards, a few tokens, and a couple of life and mana tracking spinners. Each player selects one of the available mages and a spell deck to use in combat. The decks of cards are presented in spell books, card-sleeved binders that allowed you to, to view your entire deck during the game. That's right. No finger crossing for the right card. You either have it or you don't. And if you have mana, and you can ca that means you can cast any card in your uh, arsenal each turn. And that's what makes this game really cool. Now, each turn you reset your exhausted character and channel mana. Uh, that's just a certain amount of magic energy you gain each turn to cast spells with. Then you deal with upkeeps like paying for certain spells to keep going or checking to see if effects wear off. Then each player goes to their spell book. Spells are varied in this game. There are direct damage spells that are used once and discarded conjurations that bring creatures into play. Uh, 
they come out exhausted, of course, when you bring them into, into play, but they will fight and defend you as a future turns. There's incantations that have a one-time gain effect, or game effect. There's enchantment spells that buff your creatures and your mage, and there's tons of options for you to do each turn. Did I mention there are dice? So opposed to the typical collectible card game, when you attack or exploit various effects, you will receive a random result on a number of, number of rolled dice. Basically, players go back and forth, managing their life points and mana while attacking each other directly with, or with creatures, hurling spells and countering magic. Sound like your cup of tea? Well, here is the fifth game in its entirety. There's no huckleberries. All right, Nicole, tell us the story of what's happened up till this point. Me? Yeah. No, that's too much pressure. I can't do it. You're a storyteller. I am not. Do this. No. This... Is Mage Wars. <laughs> it's Mage Wars. I'm playing the Beastmaster. Nicole is playing the Wizard. However. This is game number five. And in our first game, we played, I played the Wizard versus the Beastmaster. Okay. And we have four characters in this game. We played this five for five with all four characters uh, that are available, which is the Wizard, the Beastmaster, the Warlock, and the Priestess. Correct. Uh, so the game one, we played with the two wizards that come from the actual set, which is the wizard. The two mages that come from the actual set. Right. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the wizard and the beast master. Right. Only played. I was the beast master. I, you were the wizard. Right. So I played the wizard. You played the beast master and you I overwhelmed me with guys won. and won the game. I won. So then we played game number two and you played the what? Priestess the priestess. Against and I played the warlock. warlock. And you beat me in that game I as did, well. Because I'm good at that this one. That one was a little more hard fought. But what happened was, is we both got right up to the line of dying, and then all of a sudden you were just able to heal like you're in like half your life three times. Yes. And then kill my guy. I did a lot of healing, which you, is not. I'm like not kidding me. you because it, you probably you had like 21 hit points or something like that as the priestess. It was sad, yeah. And I had you at like 19. Then you were back down to 10. Then you were back up to 18. Then you were back down to like 11. Then you were back up to like 19 again. And then you were back down to like 12. Right. And this is all like every turn you would just do enough healing to heal half your life again. So you healed probably 30 damage of life. Right. I healed I zero. <laughs> I healed zero in that game and you took game two. I did. Just, just outlasted me. Yes. So then in game three... Uh, I went back we and we decided to, because well, we wanted we to do switch. a tournament fashion to see, you know, who would come out on top. What wizard, right? Only we didn't. <laughs> we played the two losers. Right. But that's what I'm saying. We're doing it in a tourna tournament to see who would come out on top. So we went back to the two losers. We went back to the wizard and the versus the warlock. You played the warlock. I played the, the or no, I played the, did I play the warlock? No, I played the wizard. No. So I played the wizard a second time. You got to play the warlock a first right. time. Then uh, basically in that game, we, we was a really hard-fought game, but I just ended up beating you up with the Hydra. Was it, isn't it the... The little Hydra? I don't know. You, you, have, a, you have a Hydra card that has, that has this thing, this effect called Double Strike. And Double Strike makes it so that you get to do this three-dice attack twice, even to the same target, in one turn. Right, which is insane. <laughs> right, in and game. the Hydra has one armor, which means he soaks one damage automatically when you hit him. And he has 12 hit points. So mm -hmm. he's pretty stout. He costs 12 mana, which in this game is, is a lot tons. of mana. That's like you have to save up a couple turns, like purposely not do something spell-wise on a turn. Because it's easy to spend all your mana every turn. Right. It really is. And I ended up with that guy out, and I just overwhelmed you. I just whooped you. 
I got whooped. <laughs> right. So I took game three, and we just played game four here about two hours ago, and we had the winner's matchup. So it was the priestess versus the beast master. Was that right? No. No, it was the priestess versus, versus the wizard. The wizard. Right. Right. And you got to play the wizard. Right. And you did the exact same thing that I did to you, which is put a couple of creatures out, then you put out the Hydra, and I went full defense with the Priestess trying to exploit this healing that you were able to exploit with me, and to no avail. You overwhelmed me with attacks, you would just just keep, you know, making my guards expired, because on a turn you can make a guy guard... And I've already explained it in the rules, but you can make a guy guard. And she kept making my guards basically give up by using these little pest-like creatures, these cheap creatures to kind of get rid of my guards. They weren't pests, though. And then she would like... They were well, just pesky. Right. They were like these little... They were they were pretty good defenders, actually. Yeah. But you just would keep hitting them and making them drop their guard tokens. And then, you know, eventually get to my wizard and do the big double strike on my wizard. Right. And it only took like two turns of you getting that through. And I threw enchantments on your guy and you were able to dispel those enchantments. And you took game four. So now you've won the series. It's, I have won the it's series. It's three to one. So... And this is the Spoilers. final round. So the wizard who lost in round one play, won the loser's match, won the loser versus the winner that he hadn't played before, and has now made his way back in a hard-fought battle to the finale to see how, it's gonna, how he's going to fare in... This one, you know, this this wizard versus beast master fight that we're yeah. about to have. Which I kind of feel bad because since I already took the series, I feel bad that I'm playing the wizard who is seems pretty tough. Why? Except that you already lost with them against the beast master. Right. So the beast master is going into here match. barely tested. This is, this is my abilities versus the beast master's abilities. Right. Not yours because you have nothing to do with it. we'll see what happens now uh the beast master has an ability he's he obviously is a very nature uh centric guy he has 24 life points he uh, starts with zero mana and channels seven mana per turn uh his ability is once per round the beast master summons a level one uh when he summons a level one animal creature he can pay one more mana to have it enter active instead of inactive because this game just like magic the gathering has the cards that come in already expired you know exhausted so that you have to wait a turn before you actually get to use them for one extra mana if it's a level one creature which means he's not going to be very tough right i can have him come in ready to fight you isn't that cool that is cool uh, and your My wizard? wizard has 23 life points. Uh, he not does, quite as strong as me. He's not, but he does start with three mana, and he channels seven each time. So right. basically, I start the game with ten, and you start the game with seven. Right. Uh, his ability, I hate. I think it's kind of dumb. When you reveal an enchantment with a dissipate X trait, you right. may pay mana equal to that spell's level right and dissipate is like a timer on your on that card that says this card expires in this many turns to place one additional <laughs> dissipate token right. on it finishing my sentence right thanks for jumping in right so dissipate <laughs> it, she basically gets to extend the timer by one of the dissipate enchantment <laughs> that i've never used because <laughs> i don't like it i know you, do, you don't like cards that expire no i don't, I don't know They're i okay. don't know why it just seems expensive. It seems like I'm paying a lot to right. get this, sort of. All right. Well, we're going to roll for initiative and get this going. Okay. Did you turn the lights down? Because I can't see. No. I got to check. Oh, my goodness. 
You did. Now I, I didn't. I didn't turn them down. Well, it's bright in here now. I, can I know it is brighter. It is brighter. Here we go. I'm rolling my initiative through my Pringles can dice tower. What'd I get? A three. That's what you say. That looked like a four to me. You got a seven. I got a seven. Do you I'm... want to play first or second? I'll let you play first. Are you sure? Well, wait. You got that Beastmaster, so you're going to be actually bringing your little kitty cats to life immediately. Right. Ooh, let me think on this. Um, this is where the game really is interesting for a podcast while I flip through my little book of bookiness. And decide what I'm going to do. I'm going to go first. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to put on a robe. Because I'm feeling a little naked. Hmm. Man, I've got some really big guys in this deck. Alright, so I put on my Sistarin Sist robes. It cost me four mana. I don't so like I'm that. down to six left. <laughs> I don't like that. And I have to. I like your I old robes better. Thing. I, I just gotta tell you. What the? Uh, well, they are prettier because it's <laughs> nice know. and purple with That's some just red like some trim. Plain old stupid robes. I know it's all gnarly at the bottom. Yeah. Anyhow, but it does have a little sash around the waist. Yep. Anyhow, my mage gains plus one armor, and once per round, when an opponent pays or loses mana because of an effect I control, then I gain a mana. So there's that. Anyhow, it's your turn. Hmm. What to do? I am going to do close to the same thing. Figures. I'm going to use my quick cast ability to bring, uh, and I'm going to cast some pants on myself. <laughs> you didn't notice that I came out without pants. Uh, I got leather chouses. C-H-U-S-S-E-S? Chouses? Sure. I was going to say are... chaps, but you know. <laughs> nope, those are pants. But I now have pants on, so we Maybe can continue this. We can continue this like <laughs> civil mages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that gives me armor plus one. It cost me two to do that, by the way. Boop boop. Okay, so I still have my full cast available to use. Yeah. So I'm going to. I'm going to bring in a mana worm. Mm. And he does not come in active. I have to put him as inactive. He, It's five mana to bring him I'm in. I'm one of those rare people who enjoys the band Mana Worm. <laughs> it's Mana War. Whatever. <laughs> mana Worm. So, anyhow, um, I brought in a Mana Worm. Great. I think I'm going to come in with this one. This will make you happy. I'll use my full cast okay. to bring in a Witchwood Fairy. I'm not going to spend the extra buck, I don't think, to make her defensive. Mm. Uh, the Witchwood Fairy is a pest and unique. She has a 5-plus uh, defense so that when you try to attack her, if she rolls a 5 or better on a D10 or D12, then she automatically dodges it. Uh, okay. she, once per round, if she's in my zone, I pay one less mana if I cast an enchantment or a, an animal spell. So she makes my animal spells cheaper. Oh, <clears throat> animal spells or if I, if I summon an animal, it's a spell. Hmm. All right. So they'd be one cheaper. That's all we okay, got, right? That's it. Yeah. So now we go to, where's the book? That's right here. Read, okay. Read them all. Okay. Read so we go step. to reset phase. Okay. Our step one is to pass the initiative to me. So I will be going first next okay, turn. There's that. And we are going to reset our creatures, flip my marker back over, uh, channel seven mana for me, which brings me up to eight. I go up to eight as well. Right, so zero damage still and eight apiece. Right. <clears throat> All right, so I'm up first. Turn. And what do I do first? I don't know, something good. I need some more, I need some animals out here. No, you don't. Yes, I do. 
I am going to... What do I do with this? I think I'm going to bring in one of these old-fashioned Witchwood Hounds. So I summon out a Witchwood Hound, I think. I seem to recall I liked those guys. Right. And I'm going to spend one extra, I think, to do this. So I bring him... Well... What else do I have? I mean, I have to think about this stuff. Well, you just moved your mana marker. What I were you at? Moved, I was at eight. Just relax. And you are now at... Hmm. That doesn't seem like a very good card. I got to make sure that I don't have anything that's like, oh, I could do that. It'll be amazing. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm still going to bring him in. I'm going to bring him in ready to go. And I and got what was down that? to two mana. The hound? Yep. The hound's ready to go. Okay. So you have two mana left. Right. That was my once-per-round stir-of-the-beast ability. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Well, I'm going to do a quick cast, and I'm going to attack with my Mana Worm. Now, my Mana Worm, when he attacks, like this. This is and he damages a creature, that creature's controller loses one mana, if he has any to lose, which you do still have some to lose. So I'm actually going to go ahead and attack your fairy. Look, I've already lost this series. I, I don't have any to lose. I know. I don't <laughs> like the fact that she's going to make stuff cheaper for you. So I roll two dice through the... You're attacking my fairy. Yes, through the Pringles Okay, so tower. before you even do that, I get oh. to see if you even get a shot. It's a six. You miss. I miss? Yep. Why did I, I miss? I eluded you, and you still tap this. You suck. It's, a de it's defense. Fairy. She's little, and you tried to attack her, and she easily outmaneuvered your ridiculously slothful mana worm. <laughs> Fine. Take your turn. Yes, I like that. All right, so uh, I'm going to... Should I attack you? No. You haven't summoned anything this turn, but all you have left is your mage. I think I am. So I attack you with my Witchwood Hound. Wait, wait. Oh, I don't have to flip that then because I, I was doing his attack. Right. So I don't have to flip that. Right. Okay, well, I screwed up. Okay, so here we go. I, I've got my quick cast and my full cast left still. Correct. All right. Uh, Witchwood Hound. Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to do that, that actually. Wood Hound. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to... That's I could funny. do a guard. You didn't even laugh. I know, I know. Um, okay, I, I just I attack with the Witchwood Hound on your mage. Nothing. Forget ah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is... The police. All right, I'm going to... Oh, that's not what I want, though. I know. I don't have anybody cheap. Where's all your cheap creatures at? I don't have any. I like that. All I have is a stupid worm. Big worm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, God. My brain's going to explode in this game. I like that. Okay, what if... Exploding no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I think I'm going to bring in a jade... Gremlin. Meh. Oh, that ugly thing. I don't really like him. He looks kind of like the little gremlin in uh, Twilight right. What's Zone. What's his ability? He's, he's, he's a pest. Pretty, right, but he's got an ability that's pretty cool. When the jade gremlin is melee attacked, as a defense, you may pay one mana to have it avoid the attack. Right, so he just gets, like, you know how I rolled a five or better on my, wood, my witchwood fairy? Uh -huh. He just gets that if you pay one mana. Right, but I have to pay a mana, and that's pretty sucky. Oh, so anyhow, awesome. I'm bringing him in. That takes my full cast. Takes me down four mana, so I have four left. It's your turn. Great. I don't like that. Oh, you love it. Um, I think... Ooh, therefore, mm. I... Uh, all right. Um, 
What should I do? Oh, I forgot this. I get Too a mana bad. back. I get a Why? Because I was supposed to pay one less when I summon an animal creature. That you're retroing like three turns ago, sir. <laughs> Alright, hold on a you second. Um I gotta decide what to do here. I got I got three mana left. Ugh. And I, I really didn't plan this this part of my turn. Um, I think I save it for the moment. Yeah, I save it for the moment, and I'm going to attack with my fairy. Who? Who are you attacking? Your mage. Okay. Nothing. Come uh. on. That's three <laughs> dice with zero. Yeah, I'm going to save mine, too, because I've got some expensive stuff in there, and I'm going to do my quick cast... To attack with my mage, I get right. two dice and against... And you'll hit maximum on both. And I'm going to hit your mage. <laughs> this is this is my luck with this game so far. One. Eh, I only hit one. That's good. All right, that's the end of the turn, isn't it? No, wait, I still got my quick. I do it mm -hmm. to attack your stink pot mage. Here we go. Did I get anything? Two. Finally. This is terrible. What? That was... Five dice, You're I doing did two damage. doubly as well as I am. Doubly your face. All right, so we're in our reset phase. I pass the initiative the back initiative, to you. Everybody stands Reset my creatures, reset my token, I channel my mana. Oh, yeah, i got to do that, too. So I'm were up those, two. That, the two damage I did, were they critical? I can't remember. Um, I don't think so. Were they or not? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to say I they didn't are. look. You got to look. I mean, no, they weren't. I have no, no I idea. You already took the dice out of the were. tray. I think they were. Are you sure? I'm sure. Because I would have blocked one otherwise. I'm sure. These are the things that confuse me. And no, they don't. don't. They don't confuse you. Well. All right. Uh, it is your turn. You shouldn't have picked up those dice yet. You looked at it and you called it for me. You no, said no, two no. damage. I just assumed that was counting your armor. No, I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> just like you didn't pay attention to saving your one little <laughs> point, but you're keeping it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Man. Thank you, Witchwood Fairy. You're welcome, <laughs> good sir. <laughs> Oof, I, I, I can't quite do what I want to do yet. Okay, so I'm just going to attack. Really? Right up front? I'm going to attack right up front. I'm... I'm going to attack with my mana worm. And he's going to attack your hound. Okay. Go for it. So, okay, I roll two against your hound. All right. Does your hound have any weird blocking thing? No. Okay. Two damage. Two damage. I don't like that. Okay, so he and did I damage. Lose a mana. Which, since you lost a mana, it means I gain a mana. I don't like that either. Because I know what that means. And it's just once a round. No, but I know what that means right now. <laughs> no, this is awful. Do you know yes, what I do. that means? I do know. She has 12 <laughs> mana, and it's time for that ridiculous thing to come out. Well, not yet. It's your turn. Oh, what am I going to do? Thank you, little mana worm. Sucking the mana. I don't like this. This is scary stuff. All right, I will I'll do this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> saving one point, thanks to Witchwood Fairy, I bring out a Witchwood Hound, number two, for five 
because I'm going to make him ready. Okay. And now that he's out, he supports my other one. He gets so armor plus tough. one and a melee plus one trait. Right. While he's in the same zone as one or more other friendly ones. So they don't go above that. They don't stack. It's just they now become a one armor, three attack. Okay. So your turn again. All right. That I'm going to full turn action. tap my mage to bring out the Sailfin Hydra. Oh, I don't like you. I don't like you. It's a full 12. That was really loud. Sorry okay. about that. Full 12 to uh, bring him in. and uh, This is that turn. double strike guy who oh, yeah. which has regenerate one as well. Oh, yeah. <coughs> All right. So, so he's awesome. Awesome. So then I attack your Hydra with my Witchwood Hound for three dice. You're going to attack my Hydra? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Oh, that you was, that was... had a die already in there. Know, Several die already was... in there. Are you sure? I'm sure. Because I couldn't tell. I'm sure. I could, actually. Okay, so you did six damage. But it was minus one, so you take five points of damage on your Hydra. Why was it minus one? Because you have an armor. Oh, right. Okay, good. Thank okay. you. Your turn again. Actually, I attacked with this one. Sorry. Um... Well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and attack with my Jade Gremlin then. And he rolls two dice. Who are you attacking? I'm going to attack your mage. No. Leave him alone. Nope. He's done nothing but... It so, I, it's two. One of them's a critical, one of them's not. So, I reduce one of them and take one point of damage. Okay. Oops, I rolled that the wrong way and it went from one to twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right. So it's my turn again? Yes. I attack your Hydra with my Witchwood Hound. Man. Oh. Two. Two damage. So I'm up to seven damage out of 13 already. Right. That's insane. Okay. I don't like him. I'm going to do my quick cast and attack your mage. Two dice. Oh, God. I just threw that across the room. <laughs> None. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> The sides on this are really high. I can't see. That's actually a lower than the other dice tray. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Go, uh, okay, oh. my turn. I will. Uh, I will attack your Hydra with my fairy. One die. Got to do. Oh, wait. That didn't make it. Oh, you you didn't get hit. It was one. Yay! <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to Did do? Did we reduce on that other one? Yes, okay. we've, we've been doing it fair. Did you have anything else you needed to do? Because I got one more attack I can do. I, I don't have guy. anything else that I can do. I passed. Okay, um, I attack with my mage on Against. your hydra. What was that? Nothing. Ah, your hydra survives. I think I'm going to angle that. There we All go. All right, I get initiative back, please. Oh, yes, here's your initiative. Everybody gets and standing up. I get standing seven up. manas. Standing up. Up to 11. And oh wait, and he gets he gets to regenerate one mm -hmm. in that upkeep. Right. So I'm down to only six damage on my hydra. Uh -huh. All right, and I got my initiative marker, and you're ready. Okay, so I'm gonna do first thing first. I'm gonna cast lightning jolt with my uh, quick cast action on your hydra. It's a four dice attack with an effect die, and if I roll a five or better, you get staggered on your Hydra. Oh, oh come on. 
get one, one point of damage, no stagger. That's the most ridiculous roll I've had this game. That so was far. a wonderful roll. Good job. That's the closest to cursing I've come so far. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a total ripoff. Of eight damage I could have caused and a stagger, I got one. Ridiculous. Oh, you know, I didn't reset my mana at the beginning of the You might turn. as well attack me with your double strike right up front. Seven. I have nothing I can do about it. You're right, because you're going to end up guarding if I don't. So I am going to double strike your mage. So you get to roll a three dice attack twice. Yeah. And the first time I roll two, which means... And you do reduce. I reduce one? Yeah. Okay, so one. Okay, and your next one. And... <laughs> oh, three. three. Okay. Because you reduced the fourth one, which sucks. Right. So I'm up to six damage. Yes. Okay. That's fantastic. I don't like that. I do. Now tap him so oh. I know that he's been used. Yes, he's been used. Oh. God. Um, tap, tap, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to use my full action to bring in another hound. Another hound? Yep. And I'm going to spend five to do it. Of so, because she's giving me the discount. So that means that I officially bring him in and he's ready. Ready to attack. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try something fancy. Okay. It's not really all that fancy. I'm going to spend two and a quick strike to mend my Hydra. Come on. <laughs> so heal target creature the amount rolled on three attack dice. You will roll zero. Please roll a six. You roll zero. Roll a six. You roll zero. Six. Zero. Six. Four. Four. I'll That's take it. ridiculous still. Four's not bad. So I took a one and you put back five. There you go. Okay. I and attack you with a witchwood hound on your hydra. what I do? Four. Four points of damage to your and hydra. I can't miss it, so. Okay. Okay. Your turn. I'm... Ooh. Does your hound get extra armor because yes. of the other hounds? He has one armor. Does he have one or... One. Oh, just one, even it's though you one. have more than one hound. Right. They don't stack. It says one or more, you get plus one, plus one. Okay. Plus one melee, plus one armor. <clears throat> oh, and I didn't use my two. See, you're letting me cheat here accidentally. I, okay. I'm not letting so you. I'm down you're to just five mana. gladly doing it. <laughs> It is, yeah, makes me happy to <clears throat> cheat like right. that. Um, I think I'll go for, I'm going to attack you with my gremlin. Okay. That you're, attack your mage. Okay. You will miss two. That's awesome. I'm at eight points of damage. Okay. Attack with my hound on your hydra. Leave my hydra alone. No, I want to kill him. I hate him. Oh. Okay, you took five, five? points of damage. Wow. You're at 12 wow. points of damage right now. I have one left. Oh, that's He's terrible. He's going down this turn. You know that. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. Ooh, do I have anything I can do to save his little... You can probably... I think you have like some sort of toughen spell. HR toughen stuff. <laughs> Ugh. No, I can't do that. Don't you have Brutal Savagery? Or, I don't know. I'm just making up a name. <laughs> brutal Savagery. I am going to 
use my mana or my mana worm and make him a guard. Oh, so you're gonna try to guard your guy? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I'm gonna guard my guy. <clears throat> All right, I attack your guy with my Witchwood Fairy. Which guy? Your Hydra. My, okay, so I guard with my mana worm. Oh, do you? Okay, we'll see. Two damage to your mana worm. So all you do is... I do two damage to your mana worm. Well, it, you do... No. Oh, yeah, because it was critical. Sorry. And you get two attack back, and you lose but your guard. I lose guard the guard. Stance. Right. So you get a two attack versus my fairy, which we'll see if you do or not. That shouldn't count against Counter-Strike. 12. It shouldn't. I think it does. Double check. Rule it's check. It's defense. You can't attack her. I rolled a 12. It's a Counter-Strike. You weren't prepared. <laughs> You didn't know I was going to okay, strike back on. with my little wormy cool it, lady. I'm savagery. Please. Counter-Strike. If you're playing with Nicole, it never counts. In... Oh, I'm just kidding. If a creature is a defender of a melee attack, it has a quick action melee attack with a counter-strike. It can be used against the attacker of the uh, counter-step of the attack. Counter-strikes do not trigger or allow any other counter-strikes. You can only make a counter-strike against each attacker, even if they attack you multiple times once. See counter-strike on page 12. <laughs> um, if the creature has a quick action melee attack, that attack gains the counter strike trait. What? what oh, a creature it? who is guarding gains the ability to counter strike. Okay. If the creature has a quick action melee attack, that cre that attack gains the counter strike track trait. Immediately after a melee attack, a creature who has counter strike can use this attack against the attacker. The, counter, the attack is conducted just like a normal, following the steps outlined above. It's always optional, and a creature does not have to use it. So the steps up above uh, are... Yeah, it starts with, on attack steps, you get to, starting with attack, you get to do a defense step. And okay, I did a does defense it specify step. on the... Because it even shows the little fairy there, so right. does it say that anything about the counter-strike on there? Um... Some creatures have defense represented by a defense icon. The defense can only be used against the first attack the defender receives each round, unless it has the infinity symbol, which means that it can be used against every attack. Even if it's a counter-strike. <laughs> yes. That's so stupid. You missed. You suck. <laughs> you miss. Bad worm. <clears throat> okay, so it's now your turn, because I attacked with my fairy. I did two points of damage. I don't How have anything about that? left. I'm dead. Okay, I got I do oh, no, wait, I do. I do. I can. I can attack there. I'm going to attack your mage. Go for it. In the face. You will miss. With my wizard. Miss. Noonan. One. And I defend it because it's not a critical. Boo. My, my pants defended your attack. <laughs> <laughs> I attack your uh, hydra with my last hound. Three miss. attack. Miss. Miss, please, miss. I need two damage. Yeah. Got it. Aww. Dead Hydra. hydra. You're supposed to go, Hail Hydra! No, that's like a different show. I know. All right, that's the end of the turn. You get you the initiative marker back. Yippee. We untap all my guys. God, I got a lot of guys out. God, I don't feel like I really... I got like one attack with my Hydra before you like took it out completely. Right. This is Channel this is manas, and I get seven, get so 12. it'll be 13 now. Mm. <clears throat> Your turn. Well, now I have to completely rethink my strategy. So... Let's see here. What does that guy do? No. That's boring. <laughs> That's boring. I don't care about no. that. Bringing in my genie. Oh, I don't like that guy. Okay, he's an Azurian genie. When Azurian genie is summoned, place three wish tokens on him. As right. his action, remove one wish token and 
target a living creature in his zone. Mm -hmm. This target gains two uh, melee plus two this round or right. heals two damage. I wish I'd have had him out when I had my Hydra. That was stupid. Too bad. Uh, or gains the stagger <laughs> condition. So anyhow, he's okay, put out. Okay, three tokens on him. Tokens. I wish, I wish, I wish. All right, I'm going to do a full cast action as well, taking your cue, and I'm going to bring out Raj. Just don't take my pee. Raja. I don't even know. The Jungle's Talon. It's a giant leopard-looking creature. I'm going to spend, so I get, I got to spend 12, but I only have to spend 11 because of my Witch Word <sighs> discount. So that takes me down to two mana left, and I bring him out in, 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 you know, in action mode. He's a savage cat, legendary. He's elusive, which I'll read what that means. He also Please. has piercing plus one, which means he negates one armor. Uh, elusive means that <laughs> he's quick and slippery. The creature may ignore guards when making an attack. Okay. He's so quick and wily. Should have said wily instead of slippery in that book, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Cats aren't slippery. They're wily. Hmm? Cats oh, are wily. You're looking, I'm sorry, at, I'm you're looking at your book. That's I'm fine. looking at my book because it's my turn, right? Okay, yeah, sure. I'll keep telling you. This is a legendary creature, which means you can only have one of them. Most of these cards, you can have three copies in each uh, of each in your spell book if you actually choose to build, which we never did. These are just the base ideas. And uh, that creature, if you choose to have him in there, you can only have one. He's not the only legendary creature I have in here. I have one that has the epic, legendary epic. What do, you, what do you think epic means? I don't know. Let's take a look at that while you're reading stuff. One copy can be in your spell book. Oh, so legendary doesn't mean that. Only one copy. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Epic is only one copy in your spell book. Legendary is only one in play at a time. So there you go. That's okay. the difference. Your All turn. Right. I'm going to do my quick cast and attack your mage with lightning jolt. Don't. Come on. Stay off the lightning jolt. Really? I mean, there's enough caffeine in regular soft drinks. Wow. <laughs> Do they still make Jolt? <laughs> no, but if anybody doesn't know what Jolt is, they should just look it up because that was the big, it was pure cane sugar and twice the caffeine in like yeah. the early 90s. Yeah. But this is lightning Jolt. Yeah. It's so three it's like, times the caffeine. That's right. <laughs> um, so I get to roll three dice and a D5 or right. D12. Bleh. D12 and a 5 plus, I get, you get staggered, and I'm going to go against your mage. You're not going to stagger me. You didn't roll. I did not. Oh. I did not stagger you. did three you, points of damage, though. But I did do three points of damage. I'm at 11. That's sweet. All right. Uh, so I'm going to attack your mage with Raj the Jungle Talon, I think. Oh. What is he? Uh, he's, he's a like four a... attack piercing one, so your armor will do nothing. That's... Not good. Which is what I need in this game. I need your armor to be negated. Is there any more dice in yeah, there? There's there is. One. Okay, here we go. You keep angling this towards me so, so that can I can see, see the, the dice. dice. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey! Oh, that was only three. Dice. Okay, there we go. That bounced. Doesn't matter. I didn't touch anything. So you took six points of damage. That can't be right. I can't see. There's six. That's not fair. And it's piercing one, so you get no save oh, versus it. Man. That's fair. Well, here's what's fair. I'm only up to eight damage, and you're at 11. Right. So I'll take it. Take it. And it's my turn. It's your turn. I'm going to attack you yeah. with... Jade Gremlin? Mana Worm? <laughs> Big Worm? <laughs> with my Gremlin. Yeah? Okay. Against your mage. Cool. Go for it. 
can't see. It's three, and I took two because of my pants. Okay. So I'm up to 13. I'm going to turn this witchwood. Pepper has joined us. Hey, Pep, what do you want to say? My witchwood hound goes on guard. Okay. So now I have to attack your stupid hound? Possibly. I'll attack your hound with my mana worm. Okay, I'll defend. Okay, you I did nothing. Nothing? Oh. Okay, so I get to I do a counterattack, and I have a three attack because I've got an extra witchwood hound in there versus your mana worm. Uh, I do... It's not piercing, so you take... It's it's What I got was this. Uh, so Four. you get three points of damage. Okay. So he's got one point left. Yep. I'm tapped. I can't do anything. Oh, really? Yeah, you're going to... I attack with a witchwood hound against your mage. Okay. Uh, you that? take three points of damage. Ooh. And I'll attack your mana worm with my witchwood fairy. My worm? Yeah. Aww. I didn't do any. Yes. And I'm going to attack your worm with my other hound. Yeah, he's uh, a little bit dead. He's, he's very dead. He did two points, okay. killing your worm. Okay, so... Oh, wait, I still have another attack on oh my Oh, my gosh, quit attacking me. So I get to attack your mage with my guy, and he does one point of damage to your mage. What do you get now? 12. Yes! To your 11. <laughs> to 13. 13, okay. Right. I'll take it. Initiative comes to me. Yep. Everybody stands back right. up. Untap all my creatures. Are we allowed to call it that? What? Tapping. I don't know. <laughs> not legally. <laughs> well, we didn't make the game, and they're not legally calling it right. that. We just play. Tapcast calls it tapping, but that does not reflect the actual... Here's, here's, that arcane, uh, here's my official called? disclaimer on that. Called? When I was taught that that mechanic was called tapping, it was not in reference to right. magic in the first place, so right. I had no arcane idea. Arcane Wonders, is that who makes this? I don't know. Where's the box? Yeah, it's in the other room. All right, anyways. It's the front of the book. Is it? It should be. Nope. Well, that's <laughs> lame. Why would you not put All right, it on there? All right, so here we go. Uh, I've... I gave you the initiative marker I have initiative. Back. I have to channel uh, seven mana oh, to yeah. get to I'm nine. Oh, yeah. I'm up to 11. <clears throat> and I've reset all my creatures. It's your turn. Oh, this is... I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I think you're doing great right now. I think I'm not. I think I'm going to... Use that genie to heal yourself? Use my... <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what you're going to do. I have to do a whole action to use that, though. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I'm going to do my arcane missiles. Oh, great. I cast magic missile. What at do you cast it at? The darkness. <laughs> I have the darkness card. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, at Well, no, it can uh, attack against up to three different targets in the same zone. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding, and it cost me six, so I'm down to five. Oh, it's only two dice. That's a ripoff. Yeah, it's only two dice. Right. Um, That's a full action. It's a full action. So you have I to know. declare targets as you did. do. I did. Okay, so I'm going to go against your. It's uh, only two. Oh, oh my god. Okay, first one is going to be against your mage. Okay. One damage. Oh. Okay. Second one's going to be against your damaged hound. I'm at 14. Okay. He absorbs one because of his armor and takes two. two. So he's at uh, 
three health left. And the third one is going to be against... You want Witchwood Fairy, don't you? You Can... hate her. Oh, it's unavoidable. Right. So unavoidable, she can't do her little special thing. Right. Yeah, I'm going against your fairy. Okay. Oh, please give me a four. No, please. do not Give kill. me a four. Give you me a four. Just a three. Oh, a four. Stop asking for extra. You're getting greedy. Okay, just kill her. <laughs> don't. Don't kill her. Kill her. Two. No, you don't. You do oh. two. <laughs> the Witchwood Fairy survives. I don't like her. She's so pretty and Better mean. Next time, she says. <laughs> She's so pretty and mean. Um, that was your big mage attack. Yeah. Do I think you're, I think you're going to try to attack me with your, uh, a dude. I'm going to put this on guy on guard. So one of my Witchwood Hounds goes on guard. Your turn. Oh, God. Um. Then. What's Stagger do? I know, just for an update with everybody. I, Nicole still has her Jade Gremlin and her Genie that are out there with her mage. I have three Witchwood Hounds a Witchwood Fairy, and a Raj the Jungle Talon with my mage. Yeah, I'm really screwed over here right now. Right. That's She's just... in big trouble. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay, so your big turn. Um, geez, I don't even know what I'm going to do next time, but I like that Witchwood Fairy. She's really saved me a lot of mana. Okay, I'm going to use my quick cast Yeah. to put out my Rod of the Arc. Arcanum. It's a, yeah. When uh, when this eh, when this attack damages an enemy non-mage creature, that creature's controller lose loses one mana if he like has any those. to lose. If those. this mage is level five or higher, Rod of Arcanum rolls an additional attack die, which it's not. He's only a level four. There are no level fives. So why tell me that? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead then. If you're doing that, I'm gonna go ahead and spend eight with my Witchwood Fairies dis discount, a full action with my mage. So I use eight mana to put the Razor Tusk in. This is uh, a very no-frills warthog who looks <laughs> with demonic eyes. He has a four melee attack, two armor, and seven health. No frills. And he's ready because I used my extra point. Okay. Oh, wait. I can't do an extra point on him. I'm you can't? Wrong. <gasps> You've been cheating? I'm going to tap this guy this turn and tap this guy this turn and give myself back two mana. Why? Because I can only do level one creatures like that. You cheated! Shh, I tapped this guy you automatically. Cheated, but you've attacked me with him. Right, I won't attack you with him this but, turn. But you attacked my Hydra. Shh. You ruined the game. I want my Hydra back. No. I want one free attack on you. With my Hydra? Or with your Hydra? Uh, one out of the doubles that I would have been able to attack you with. <laughs> that seems fair. Yeah, I'll give you the attack if you give me him back. If I do that, I want the double attack. You can have the double attack with him one time. Okay, Is double attack Will against your mage, you? and you can keep your you can keep your little guy in play there. I'll even spend the one mana I spent. Okay, and I get a double attack. Yes. Who are you doing it on? Your mage. Come on. Now you're gonna kill Two. me. Two. Okay, I'm Two. up to eighteen now. Okay. That was ridiculous. And it's still my turn. Right. And I'm going to heal. No, I don't want to heal. I don't want to waste his turn. Okay, what do you Oh, do but he's him? on guard, so... Right. what okay. do you do with him? Um... I... My apologies, I, Nicole. I, thank I at least called it on the second one and said, oops, I made a mistake. Well, and I think that's one of the things about the way that we play, too, that 
there's nothing we could have done to technically fix that because who knows if my Hydra would have survived whatever at that point. Right. But for you to give me that is, I think that's fair. Right. So, game on. (laughs) I know I didn't just barely kill him that turn. I think what I did was fair. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. Well, then, I... I'm going to attack your guard with my gremlin. Okay. You do four points of damage. Four critical points of damage. And he attacks back with three attacks versus your pest. And he does two points of damage. So since it's a counter strike, it's still melee. Can I have him pay one mana to avoid that? Yeah. How much would you would how much damage would you have two. done? I did two. Yeah, I'll just take the two. Never that's mind. That's so crap, by the way. <laughs> I wouldn't pest. have let you. That's 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 not cool. All right. What's well, so, not cool? Anyways, now we're Why at, is that not cool? Shh, I go ahead and put another guard down. Which would hound guards again? Ugh. What? Look, I let you brutalize my mage. You you did pretty good. You did really good. Okay, I'm going to use him to heal two damage off my mage. So I made a wish. I wish my mage felt a little bit better. Oh, that's much better. He's at 10 damage. And I'm I'm out. So start killing me. Okay. Um I use Raj the Talons attack. It's a four piercing plus one versus your mage. One. Yes. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Uh, I use a three attack with my Witchwood Hound that's left. Against? Against your mage. One damage. I attack you with my fairy. One damage. And I attack with my Beast Master against you on my quick attack. And you take three points of damage. Okay. That was rough. I'm up to 16 points of damage. What are you at? 18. Okay. You're still beating me up. I get initiative. initiative. Everybody stands up. I lose my guard marker on my hound. And... This is... Okay. Oh, and then we get our mana, so I'm up to 12 I mana. I'm at 9 mana. And I only have, what? I've got 6 hit points left, and you've got... 23. I have nine. 7. You have, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have 7. Sorry. Math, <laughs> math is hard. I'm dumb. Math. I'm dumb. Look at me. Don't look. Look what I can do. Um, so I got to do something right off the bat to protect myself, because you're going to be a jerk otherwise. I'm always a jerk. I know you have tons of spells. Oh, I just know you do. Don't you? And ranged attacks don't get defended unless they're flying, which none of these creatures are flying. So, what can I do to save my guy from getting my butt kicked by you? Not much. Nope. I basically have to survive a couple of direct attacks that are going to really beat me up. So I'm going to go ahead and use my quick cast action. Should I do this? I put a defender. My my Witchwood Hound goes on defense. Right up front. 
Okay, this is... I feel like I'm going to lose right now. Okay. Good. <laughs> because I can't do anything. Yeah, you can. You got 12 mana and a whole book of spells that you can't do anything with. That's what I'm saying. You can do direct damage spells. Not that I'm trying to coach you into beating me. Direct damage to him? To, to your guard? No, a, a ranged attack avoids guards. Oh, right, but I don't have that much. I really don't. Okay, good. Like you think I do? <laughs> I do not. I'm glad. Okay. But what I do have is Piercing Thunderstrike, so I will do that. Okay. Piercing Thunderstrike costs me six, so I'm down to six right, mana. Right, you're rolling four dice. If you do eight damage, I'm dead right now. And it's a quick cast. Right, and it's a quick cast on top of it. So I'm going to roll four dice. Right. Those four look good. Right, if you roll well, you just win the game right now. And this now. is against your mage. Right. Okay, this is for all And I'm mages. sure it's, it's piercing two. So yeah, you get rid of all my armor. If you roll high enough, you win. And you rolled a six, which is what I had to roll, and you just killed me instantly. <laughs> I won! Oh my god. I win! This is what I was going to play next, group mend. <laughs> I can't believe I won that. I can? I can't at you all. You roll like a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And congratulations, Nicole. Four to one win is not something to be taken lightly. Now, between the two of us, you are definitely the superior mage. I am. <laughs> I can't believe Thank you won. You. I am glad to hear your praise. I don't, I don't like it change. when you win. I, 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 I should have won that final game. I always try and make you happy. That's why I lose so much. <laughs> <laughs> that that is insulting. It's actually not true at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, this is uh, that's the, that's you know that that's the full game that you heard, and we didn't actually do any editing on that one. So, what do you like about this game? Don't look at my notes. I, you always say that, and I just look directly at them because you always go to me first. <laughs> it's very silly. I, you know, I like the original game. I like the Mage Wars Academy. I thought Arena. I, or, that's what I said. What did I say? <laughs> Academy. Arena, shut up. Right, I... on, right on Academy. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of like a a deck builder without the deck building part. You just to have all those everything that you could possibly want available to you. Well, you can deck build this game. Well, I know, but I mean, you you but you've got if you've got like twenty five cards that you're you're working from. Right. You don't get only five of them right now, and then five of them next turn. Right. You have the full complement of cards available for you to use. That's kind of cool. Right. That's, so, that's one of the best part of this game. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that this is more portable than the other game. There's no way I could take Mage Wars Arena to work and play it over a lunch period with someone. I don't see how you could with this one either, really. You could. I mean, honestly, you just have a little space in front of you. You, need, you could play it on any fast food table in the entire mm -hmm. city. Yeah, probably. You, you're rolling dice that are really small. You just have to make sure you try not to roll them off the table. Other than that, you just need a, a way to put two rows of cards in front of you. There's a lot of tokens in this game, though. There's not, I mean, it's not too many. There's a lot. There's a lot more than what you need. I'll yeah. say that. Um, I think it retains the feel, enough of the feel of the big game. 
with that, you know, to actually be still called Mage Wars. I think that that's a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it still has just enough strategy with the dice that it, it doesn't uh, completely derail. Because I think the I think the main game's a little better at mitigating these dice than the smaller version is. Yeah, I kind of agree. I would. I, I will say this. This is my last po- positive thing I'll say, which is I would play this over Magic the Gathering any day of the week. <laughs> I would too, but I've never been. Magic. Which okay. this is the reason I say that is because Magic the Gathering is a game of dueling mages. And you summon oh. creatures and you cast spells at each other. You do all pretty much the same stuff as you do in this game. Now, Arena did a lot more than what Magic did, you know, because of the tactile part of it, because, you know, the tactical part of it, where you're moving cards around this big gridded off space and, and making walls and, you know, fortifying yourself and doing all this really cool stuff. Now, here's what I dislike about it. What do you dislike? Do you got anything? You threw me off at magic. I know. Would you play magic over this? No, See? but that's there because I don't like I don't like the whole <laughs> collectability part right. of it. Because I feel like the, like the people that play magic know too much about it. Well, you can. Get, I don't feel like I can, can play pre built decks and magic and play it just like this. Other than yeah, the, but I don't feel like I can still because then right. I feel like I'm missing out on something. I don't know. I don't need that feeling. There must be some reason why they spend hundreds of dollars. Every exactly, time a new set and comes I am out. way too obsessive. I mean, I've even been playing the stupid Pokemon <laughs> Go. Oh no! To collect them don't all. Don't do it. I know. I'm telling you, she, so, she hooks like a, a, an IV up from her phone straight to her arm. Shut up. <laughs> I, I do get obsessed, though. Um, okay, what don't I like? I don't think it's different enough from Mage War. Which one is it? Arena. Arena. It, it's just... I think Arena's significantly different. I don't think it's significantly different. I think it's barely different enough. And to the amount that of money that it costs to get the extra mages for it, right? I think it's overpriced. Well, I think I think honestly, when you lose that spatial element, because it takes place all in one section of the arena, the other one has ranges and has all this like all these nuances that you have to calculate in that make it a much more full experience. I think right. this is a very very abbreviated experience. And it kind of like makes it so like, you know, it'd, it, it'd be like putting two boxers in a closet and have them punch each other in the face until someone gets knocked out. That's no, what it's like. Not for me. I just, I don't think it's different enough that I would, I would justify getting it if I already had arena. I don't know. I don't need this one comparatively. I mean, like I said, the only thing that, that it, it does for me is the portability of it makes it a little more accessible which i think it, if i was going to go for a portable game this wouldn't be it anyway Whoa, you'd play exceed instead i probably would it's a oh. little teeny tiny box <laughs> that's um, way more portable i don't have to worry about the stupid tokens granted i don't have any way to track my damage except for the dice that are still in my purse but this did come with a this, way to track your damage this does and okay I, that's another thing i liked about it the damage trackers it's got those little spinny little wheels the little wheels yeah. those are great especially um these were really well built mm-hmm. um because a lot of times you'll get the little wheels and they're too loose yeah and like they, in the fantasy flight ones they're always too loose yeah and they, they move when you just pick it up right that's terrible mm-hmm. then you where was it i don't know this one was just <laughs> tight enough that it wasn't going to move, but not so tight that you had to struggle with it. Right. So that the components are really good. Right. The cards are really good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, the dice are real nice. Mm-hmm. They're a little small almost, though. They're shrunk down from the normal size. Yeah, dice I think I'd rather have the them box. like a little more regular dice size, right. not like the little mini dice. <laughs> so here's what I say about dislikes. Uh, it saves only 30 minutes of what would be normally about an hour and a half game. Yeah. And I think it destroys half of what makes that game the game it is well, to get there. The characters that they chose are the same ones already. Like, 
The, they're they're the, actually new ones. They're if you not can believe it. new. They are. They the are. Beastmaster. His effect is different. That's a new Ooh, Beastmaster. But he's still a Beastmaster. I know, but he's that's not different. It, it's it's different. The priestess is a priestess. But she's different than the one Call in the box. Call her something else. No. Call him the the <laughs> the Beast Conqueror. I'm sure it said priestess so and so on and the, there. The did lady you, priest. Did you look? <laughs> I don't know. No, it didn't have a name. <laughs> you don't know that. They, the pictures They were... do have names because that, that warlock guy has a name on the Exceed. His What's name his name? Is, Bob? It's Devris. On Exceed? I'm not talking about Exceed. But that's the I'm mage talking... from Academy right there. His name's Devris. He has a name. Is he the warlock? Yes. Hmm. I never even saw that on the other game. That's a promo that you can't just get. <laughs> we bought it at Gen Con. Right. Um, the other thing I would say that I disliked about it is dice robbery becomes very bad in this game. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not kidding you. You could see the game swing dramatically in one dice roll going one direction or the other. It's You'd the see the games swing so hard and there was no way to try to, I, I didn't feel like there was any defense I had. Like half my defenses were taken out of the game. Like the biggest yeah. thing that got reduced between the two versions is the defensive nature of the game. Which maybe speeds it up a little more, but it, honestly, we saw it round off 30 minutes. We played five times, and every time it was almost an hour. Yeah. You know? Uh, the other thing I would say is, what, I have to echo what you say, which is the expansion pricing is, it's off. Yeah. Because, okay, so let me just say this. Uh, Arcane Wonders, in the main game, in the arena game, when you bought an expansion, it was a $40 expansion MSRP. It came with two spell books that were brand new. And, and two characters with their decks of cards and all the tokens to support any new effects they had in there, right? And a right. little rule book. Right. 40 bucks. <laughs> this one comes with just the deck of cards and, and, and some tokens and a little tiny pamphlet, but no spell book for $20. Right. And so we were like, we were trying to do the, that whole tournament thing, and we have, kept having to pull cards out and switch them around in the spell books. And of course, they're more than willing to sell you brand new spell books for twenty dollars for a pair of them. Yeah, or you can just you could buy the base game again for thirty, right? And play Beastmaster against Beastmaster. Right. That might be interesting. No, I'm not doing it. No way. But, so. So, uh, what would you say the difficulty is to learn this game if, if you were to teach it to a non-gamer? You're going to teach it to your mom. And I never played the first one? Right. It's pretty difficult. I think right. it's at least a four. I think it's a four. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible, but I think that there's a lot of concepts that, are, a lot that of have reading. to be digested. And we constantly reference the book. I mean, you can even hear me reference stuff in the recording that I'm, I'm looking up exactly how things work to make sure that I, I don't mess them up. A lot of those terms were a little, were, uh, there weren't as many terms in this as there were in Arena, though. Right, Arena. So we weren't looking it up so, as much. Right. But right. I don't know. Um, what would you give this out of five? I, this is kind of a hard one. I like the game. <laughs> yeah. But if I have to compare it versus the first one, it yeah. already makes me give it a lower rating because I didn't think that it did anything special. Look, critical analysis is a comparison of what came before. So you should be comparing it versus the original one. I just don't think it was a big enough change to justify a whole game at this price point. So I'm going to give it a three. I could take it or leave it. I don't really right. care one way or the other. Whoa, that's what you mean with a three? I, I say that's a two. It's almost a two. I, I liked it, though. <laughs> two is, is I could right. take it or leave it, and I didn't really have much fun. Right. I give it a this, three. This I could take it or leave it, but I really did enjoy it. It's just right. that I don't think it was enough of a of a... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Not initiative. Improvement. 
It wasn't an improvement. It wasn't it was enough just, of a new game. Yeah. Okay. But that's not the word. There's a word for that. <laughs> I if think you can it, think, I think of the word, email me. <laughs> well, I know I know for a fact the designers, their intention was how do we make Mage Wars quicker and easier. Right. And I think that they did that. They just basically made mm. it not as fun. I just think they, baited, me. they barely made it that. <clears throat> so I gave it a three. I think it's way too difficult for that, for it to be considered Mage Wars light. Okay. Well, I gave it a three, and I say that it's it's okay, but I mean, honestly... I could I could take it out with me, but it would be a hard it'd be a hard sell for me off the shelf of whether to take it or exceed, or even I have my I have the original War of Indines uh, or Indines. You keep saying it both ways. It's really cracking me up. What Indines or Indines? Indines, Indines and Dive Salad. It's Indines. I know it is. I just I know. I, I've heard it said the other way like wrongly so many times that I always say it. But in War of Indines, I have is in a small box that's that if you go look at the square inches in it, you know it's probably the same right. volume as as this box that we got with this. And it, I think it's a deeper, more enriching experience. So yeah, I don't I, know. I'm not even comparing those though. I just I give it a three because I think that in every way, this game just makes me wish I was playing Arena. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I've heard people say the opposite, which is why would I go back to playing Arena if I can get the experience in 30 minutes less time? And I say you don't get even half the experience. And the game gets nerfed, and it's just kind of okay. I'd say you kind of get the experience, but it is dumbed down, except most of the terms are still just as difficult, and it's not dumbed down enough for me mm-hmm. for what it is. So, right. yeah. Okay. Well, that's Mage Wars Arena. Or not Arena, Mage Wars Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our show. Uh, that's the end of episode 41. If you like what you heard, feel free to let everyone know by reviewing us on iTunes. Also, feel free to visit our website, talkaboutboardgames.com, and click uh, the link at the top left labeled Forums to be directed to our Board Game Geek Forums. <laughs> our guild. <laughs> now there, are you, you can, talking about? The guild. Okay. Now there, you can help create what we uh, talk about and discuss, the board game to- topics that you're interested in, whatever you want to talk about. We'll just do it (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna stop you right as usual like our facebook page if you like us and follow us on twitter at ta board games or on instagram now in two weeks we return uh when matt and brianna join us for a playthrough review of above and below thanks a lot for listening you roll like a demon (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.